The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? Welcome back to the Flyover State Sports Show. I'm your host, Sam Long, and we are joined by a very special guest today. It is the return of our Broncos insider, Rachel Vihel. Everyone, give her a round of applause for coming back and give us a round of applause for not scaring her off the first time. (laughs) No, I'm so honored to be back on with you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Always a blast. Even though the Chiefs just own the Broncos for many, many years now, I'm still happy to come on and talk about them. So thanks for having me. It is very weird to me that we've won that many games in a row just because it's the NFL and the NFL is very hard to do things like that. Sure. But I am very appreciative. And as always, I am joined by our two co-hosts, Caleb Bean Jubal and Gavin Alexander. Gentlemen. Yep, that's me. I'm here. I the uh, man that was here for the Russ Sucks fan club two years before the public. So, <laughs> oh man, you are gonna rub that. Okay, like we, we gave higher well, night. The uh, we get the Kansas City Chiefs gave Denver like the first game that was like a breath of fresh air for Russell Wilson this year. So, we at least gave them something, like, we didn't take everything. Yeah, no joke. Uh, honestly, I was expecting, I think my pregame like score was 34 to 10. I think, and that was just kind of being nice when, you know, I was saying that I was like, maybe they'll get in the end zone once. Um, Cause obviously they've been a team that has been field or full of field goals. So the actual score of that game really surprised me in the production that we saw. And then of course, when you're like, Oh, maybe this could be the time when Russ and the offense and everybody's going to figure it out. And then he gets that concussion and you're like, well, that was fun while it lasted. Back to square one. Yeah. Well, for those of you who did not watch, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Denver Broncos. I believe it was 34 to 28, if memory serves correct. That is correct. And what was kind of a weird game, Kansas City jumped out to, I believe it was 21 nothing, and then Denver fought back. And, and can't, I can't remember the exact part of the game. I had to tutor my brother for math. So Chiefs got up big. Denver made it close. It came down to the wire. Russ got. <clears throat> got concussed and the Chiefs folded out. Yep. Yeah. I, I do um before we get too much into the game, um, obviously we haven't had Rachel on um since before the season and all the preseason takes. And um I guess a very weird and probably not what everyone was expecting is a good way to sum up Denver's season so far. And like from a I just want to know from an outsider's perspective, like from people who were there witnessing this every day what was like the moment or like the point where you realized that like this wasn't what it seemed or like you guys were actually in trouble like where was that what was that point what did it feel oh, like gosh. oh gosh <laughs> that is an open oh question. no <laughs> Gavin came in ready this yeah, is I the did. best source that we have for this she lives there guys it's her job okay i'm curious so last time I was on with you guys, I told you that the player I thought that was going to be like the breakout player of the year was Tim Patrick. So this hey, is dude. way before training wow. camp. Dude, I remember no, that. 
Well, yep. Rachel called it. That's the reason they suck is because Tim Patrick's not there. So um, yep, he tore his ACL and was gone. Yeah, so he tore his ACL in camp and everyone's like, oh no, right? Like, this isn't good. This is a huge bummer. Like, it's really going to rely now on Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy to figure it out. Cortland Sutton has not played well at all this season. Jerry Judy's finally starting to come around to it. They switched him to the outside, so he's actually kind of figuring out that role a little bit. But to answer your question, the when was the moment that we realized, oh shit, this is really going to suck for this year? Boom, um, the explicit tag, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, gosh, I, don't, I probably had to be like week three, week four. You know, the first Is that when you played Seattle. Houston? Yeah. Yeah, that's when Ooh, I thought you guys yeah. might be in trouble. Was yeah. when you were struggling with Houston and it's like, oh, no. I think that, okay, actually, yeah. So that was the week where it was like, oh, no, something's like really, really wrong. Um, and then the Sunday night game where they beat the 49ers, we were all like, oh, okay, maybe it's just oh, been a man. fluke. I, Things I are, they're starting to figure that. it out. So maybe I lied to you. Maybe it was a little bit, maybe, gosh, I'm just, I'm trying to yeah, even think. Was it the Colts game then? When was the Colts game? I mean, the Colts game was a Thursday night game. That was mm-hmm. awful. <laughs> that game was awful for everyone. And they've had so many primetime games too, right? So like everyone <laughs> in America has everyone gets to see it. Blow it. So of course, then it's on like Good Morning Football the next morning, and then you're seeing like all the backlash because everyone's watching it. It's not like it's a two o'clock game here in Denver where like no one cares. There's a million other games. No, it's been primetime. Like it was primetime for Nathaniel Hackett and for Russell Wilson. But yeah, probably that. God, it's got to be like the Colts game where yeah, we were all just like oh no, like this is going to be bad and this is going to be ugly because they couldn't put up any points. Like yep. we were only, yeah. I think their red zone percentage was god yeah. awful. I mean, it's not much better, but they're starting to slowly figure things out. But it, my job, this is weird. One thing about sports is people like to complain and rant about their sports teams. So actually when teams do really bad, my numbers get a lot better because they can complain a lot more and people can bring out the hatred that they have in their own lives. And then Relatable. they want to complain about their So football. what are, what are a lot of, so like with you being in Denver, like we don't hear what Denver fans are saying. We just hear what Kansas city fans are saying. What is the fan, what is the fan base saying Pain. right now? Sadness, regret, pain. <laughs> who who do they want to fire more? Like, where are we at here? Where's the blame? So, a lot of people, what? obviously, based on the success of Russ, there's still hope for Russell Wilson. Some people, I would say, like, maybe 10, 15%. There's, like, Russ is done. There's no hope for Russ, whatever. But, like, he's had so much success, and there's no way, at least in my personal opinion, that you go from having so much success to being injured. You know, he had his finger issue. And playing still relatively well to where we are now. Like, there's a huge jump to where we are now. So it's like, okay, well, that means that it's the coaching staff, right? We're not exactly sure what the offensive coordinator, Justin Outen, does, to be honest. I don't think anybody knows. He's not doing the play calls. Like, he's not managing Ross, none of that. So we're not really sure what he does. Hackett's the number one. Everyone's like, he's got to go. And the big worry right now here in Denver is that they're not going to get rid of Hackett. Whoa, what? Yeah, that's like the major talk right now is that this oh, ownership man. group wants to try and run it back. I mean, obviously, they're like it's all speculation at this point. But for the fact that for five weeks, every single Monday, we were like, okay, is he going to get fired this week? Okay, no. And then we heard, 
oh, well, they don't want to be a new ownership group that comes in and they fire somebody halfway through the season. So it's going to be the end of the season. Oh, because they don't want to think that they're the ones that made the wrong, the wrong hire. Uh, Well, well, so George Payton made the hire like that. Yeah. That was all done before the ownership group even came in. But, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, you don't want to be the new ownership guy. You guys don't want to be the new owners on the block that just fire Mm. somebody right off the bat. Gotcha. Broncos country is like, what the hell? This is completely unacceptable. Of course you fire. I'm like, who the hell cares? So it's kind of this weird line. But, yeah, now there's a lot of talk of you don't know if you can get a veteran coach to come in because not a lot of people like working with Russell Wilson. So do you really want to bring in another year first head coach or first year head coach, excuse me, and then see if they can make it work and go through the same type of season now. And we're starting to see this offense kind of sort of click. The defense is still looking really good. Look at how many injuries they've had. You know, if you're George Payton, the GM of the Denver Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett, you're going back and you're like, look at all the injuries. We have like no starters. Kendall Hinton is wide receiver number two right now. Like he's supposed to be on the practice squad. He's a nobody. So there's a lot of talk that there is a possibility Nathaniel Hackett could return for the Denver Broncos next year. And Broncos country is struggling with it, but it's also like, you can't get a veteran head coach. Like, do you really want to do this first year head coach thing all over again? Like there's, it's kind of a lose, lose situation. How does so, that information to the ownership group? People from Seattle, you guys are like the second worst team in the league by record. Jesus hell, it's so bad. It's it's awful. Yeah, and everybody in Seattle's looking down right now. They're like, <laughs> you guys, it sucked. You didn't believe us, but look at where you are now. But I just again have a hard time looking at the fact that Russ was so good, like so good for so long. He was always professional. He's got the finger injury. All right. Well, he comes back and he's still decent. Like you understand he's coming back from injury. And then there's like, you're here. And now we're way down here. Like it just doesn't really make sense. So you have to like, in my head, I'm like, okay, it has to be linked to something else. It just doesn't make sense. Do you think that, um, so a lot of Russell Wilson's, you know, time in Seattle where he was successful was they were very, uh, they had good, a good running system. Like they ran Mm -hmm. the ball really well. Do you think Denver is missing that portion of their game is like, you know, they're running with Mike Boone, who nobody knows who that is. Do you think that could be a portion hey, of what's Latavius wrong? Murray, bro. Ah, Latavius washed Murray. up Latavius Murray. Sorry. I was going to say Mike Boone just went on IR. So if you want to add another injury to the wow. list. Wow. Like, what is going on? Is it training staff then? What's going on? No, they got Marlon Mack, bro. Oh, Marlon. Right. Okay. He had a huge play on Sunday and everyone was like, what just happened? Dude, everyone loved Marlon Mack on Sleeper. Yeah, I also got to give you guys a, a little bit of – oh, goodness. My watch is talking to me. I was going to say I got to give you guys a little bit of crap because you decided to add Melvin Gordon to yeah. your guys' practice squad. I don't know that why was, we Oh, we're, we'll be releasing him here soon. We just needed him for this week. <laughs> right, just well, in case. Did to we get really him need him? No, I, I have no <laughs> clue why you guys signed him to practice squad. Everyone was like, just, what are they doing? Just we, for ESPN to say, information. yeah, it's just for ESPN to say, oh, look at this other weapon they've got. Oh, <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, he's he's so got Melvin Gordon on the practice squad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, the running game has been slow. They really missed Javante Williams. You really hope that he can come back next year and be the same person that he was before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they're missing so many pieces. They have no O-line. It, it is like, sad because like this, the defense, you, the Broncos have a, what it, 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 the DVOA is like 
unreal for the Broncos defense. Yep. And then the offense is just a complete so 180. Yeah. Yep. It, I think it was week eight. They said the Broncos, or no, week 10, the Broncos would be, nope, I lied to you. Week nine, there's a lot of numbers. They would have been like eight and one if they had scored 19 points yep. a game. Yep. That oh is great. That is such, that's a, it's a headache. You're, you're talking <laughs> about making the play. You're, ta- you're talking about making a playoffs to having a third overall pick that you don't even have anymore. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, if you're eight and one by week nine, you're talking about getting the buy at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it would be wow. so, it'd be so different here in Denver. Like I can't even imagine that's like talking Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings, right? Like, and he mm-hmm. was a coaching candidate for the Broncos that they brought in. So it kind of just reconfirmed and, you know, John Elway even went out and said, Oh yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, he was brought here to bring in Aaron Rodgers," And then that mm. didn't happen. Like yeah. that's wow. just been talked about. And so, they're like, okay, well, now there's the misconnect between Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson. Like, it was never actually supposed to be like this. It was supposed to be for Aaron Rodgers to come, and then Aaron Rodgers decided to stay in Green Bay. So, there's, is there any, there's so much drama. Is there, is there an opportunity for, um, a, like, can you even trade Russ at all for, you know, an Aaron Rodgers maybe? Or is that just, like, out the window? Like, you can't – his contract's out, not outable? Yeah, I don't know who would be willing to pick up his contract with how he's played. Gotcha. I mean, again, you're talking $250 million. I th- we were just looking at it, and I think, gosh, in, like, the next three years, it's, like, 150 you have to pay him. So, like, who wants to do that? That's such a huge, like, cap hit towards anybody to take on that contract. And so our the out for the Broncos is really 2024, um, which isn't – bad like it's semi-close oh we've reached the breathing stage oh no (laughs) but yeah i I can't see another team being like oh yeah russell wilson let's take him on right now in that hefty contract and then you of course can't afford to just cut him and eat the contract because then you got to figure out what the hell you're going to do at qb and right now they've got brett ripon like he's not going to go out there and be qb number one i said that they should have gone after baker mayfield and had him be the qb like you would have stood a chance with baker mayfield coming out after Russ got hurt against the Chiefs. Like, it, it could have been a much better game than what we ended up seeing, you know? I mean, watch, look what Baker did on Thursday Night Football. It was incredible. Yep. Within 48 hours of being The, Ra- the Raiders yeah. showed poverty for letting that happen. Show yeah. poverty. I know. Yeah. Well, well that's another – That's a- today, we just had um, Natani Muti. He decided um, – he was on the practice squad for the Broncos, played really, really well, and he chose to go to the Raiders over, over staying with the Broncos. Oh no! Like he physically like chose, and he was like, "I don't want to stay here." Like that's so bad, you guys. Yeah, I thought the Raiders uh, had been had blown more leads in the like four or five previous times they had moved. It was they'd blown more five seventeen point leads like in that entire time frame, and they've had like four this year. So oh, that's so it's sad. Incredible, and it's. Yeah. It, it, and from an AFC West perspective, like this, like we were supposed to be like the top, like oh, this, this was supposed to be the division to run yeah. through. And now you've got, you know, Denver struggling with Russ at quarterback and everything else that's kind of happening around it. Yep. You have Las Vegas, which we all thought they'd be good because of they're all get, the trades. They're getting Josh McDaniels. Exactly. <laughs> and then, yep. and then Justin Herbert is, you know. Brandon Staley's probably going to get fired at the end of the year. Who knows yep. what's going on Yeah. There. yeah. I've heard a lot of Sean Payton to the uh, Chargers rumors over the past couple of weeks. 
So we've heard actually on our side, at least, that he's been really lobbying for the Rams gig. I heard that like, well, too. They have a, a head coach, so like, what's going to happen with Sean McVay? But they're saying they go to the booth. Sean, Sean yeah. Well, everyone in Denver's like, we'll take Sean McVay. Have him come here. This, these owners, they can afford to pay anybody whatever they want. So does money talk? Does Sean McVay go? Okay, I'll handle Russell Wilson as a QB. He'll listen to me and try and take on a job like that. Who knows? It'd be interesting. Are Russ and him like the same age? <laughs> oh, I always. So I always forget how old Sean McVay is because he's been in the league forever. I just remember when he first got hired, like, there were several players that were older than him. Well, he could go into the booth for, like, five years and then come back and still be the youngest coach. Go in the booth for 20 years and come back. And still – but he'd still be the – he's going to be the youngest coach, like, forever. Like, there's nobody younger. i got to find this out. I swear he's, like, still 37. He's probably, like, 45. Five now or something like that. Well, he he's, he's hit that in his thirties. Yeah, he's hit that part of his thirties where you age like twenty years in like five years. So because this year has been really rough on Sean McVay, he so. looks like he's aged you know like twenty years in a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that dude is thirty six. Wow. He turns thirty seven in January. Could you, could you imagine him trying to coach like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers who's older than you? <laughs> Coaches do it all the time, though. Well, right. you think about it. OC, I guess that's true. A lot long or a lot younger than some quarterbacks. I guess. Yeah, I, like Andrew true. Whitworth was like in his like he like his mid to late thirties when he took over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Crazy. like, God bless. So Russell Wilson, Sean McVay is only two years older than uh Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's 30, 34. Yeah, he just turned thirty-four. It's crazy. So if we you did so actually if you keep... have a game this week, you know, between the Chiefs and the Broncos that we should probably get to at some point. I uh, never. I know. Just to redirect us there. I think um Salmon basically covered it earlier. Um Chiefs jump out to a big lead. I'm sure Rachel and everyone in Denver is just like sitting there like this is normal at this point. Like we're not hurt. Like it's just fine. And then you started to get hope. And that's the that's the part that kills you. And so, you know, like throughout the game, Denver comes back. What was kind of the emotions that you had during the game, Rachel, and everybody around there? Yeah, so that's the thing about this Denver Broncos team is they always give you hope because they're always in every that, single game. Is that worse? Is that worse yes. in your opinion? A thousand percent. Yeah, I'm okay. Sitting, okay, I'm sitting in the press box. I'm, like, eating. They always have, like, Skittles and popcorn, okay? Like, I'm notorious for, like, eating the popcorn, the Skittles, whatever. I'm sitting there and, you know, we're talking in the press box, everybody, and it's 27-0. And we're like, all right, this is going to be really fun. Can't wait for this. Uh, What's the final score going to be? And, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, this makes it almost easier. We just sit here and we honestly talk, you know, about all the bad things for the next 30 minutes when we do our post-game show. And then all of a sudden, this offense figures it out. And we're like, well, this is a change. But at the same time, all of us were kind of like, oh crap like if they beat the Chiefs Nathaniel Hackett could save his job right like now what the heck is going on and so they're they score another touchdown we're like okay like maybe things are actually starting to get figured out Russ is running running you know in a good way uh a lot of times everyone makes fun of him because they're like oh he's fat and he's slow and he can't run but he actually doesn't look too bad um, I will say though, like 
from our standpoint, because we're up in the press box, we don't get to see the reaction on the sidelines, but a lot of people were like, oh, the Chiefs had given up at that point. So like, that's why they ended up coming back. Like they were laughing and smiling on the sidelines. Go ahead. That, that doesn't surprise uh, me one iota. Yeah. No, I, I think yeah. BNME was calling the plays at that point. That's my Jesus opinion. Christ. But <laughs> so, oh, yeah. that's a that's a big Chiefs fan conspiracy. Is that whenever we play well, it's Andy calling plays, and whenever we're not, it's because Andy let BNME call some plays. <laughs> uh, it's not conspiracy. I've proven it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, like they're getting close to the end zone again, and we're all like, "Okay, here we go." Russ gets that huge open for like five or six yards, and we're like, "Actually, it might have even been more." And we're like, "Okay, here we go. Like this is going to become really a game." And then what ends up happening? He ends up getting hurt. I I do reactions, like we do reaction videos, and I have the reaction of going like. <gasps> Oh my God. And I'm hitting my coworker and I'm like, he's hurt. Like he's hurt. This is not good. Like what the heck are they going to do? Brett Rippon can't take this team and carry him any sort of way. And so then of course he gets up and he's like, you know, kind of swaying and everyone's like, Oh no, this is, he did have like a big goose egg. It was, it was pretty, what's the, what's the, why it's shocking that he's practicing this. Is he, so yeah, what is the, like, uh, what is the official report on Russ right now? We're not exactly sure. So usually on Wednesdays, he talks, but he did not talk today. They didn't have any quarterback talk, but he had a helmet on today. You know, he was with the team. But I'm like, there's no way after getting something that large on your head that you're like, all right, I'm ready to go three days later. Like, let me check my. With your helmet, the way it sits, you know, you would think that would be real uncomfortable right there on the temple. And like the players knew instantly, like as soon as he went down, I think there's like an offensive lineman right there that's saying, you know, you know, get out. Well, of he here. looked like he was out. Like, oh, I, dude, the yeah. human, I hate it when the NFL does this. They they did it uh, uh, last year when Parham for the Chargers hurt his neck. Oh, yeah. They oh, zoomed in. Yeah, they always gross. they always zoom in on the face, and I think that's just worse in my opinion than just showing them because yeah. you see it in their eyes, like they're hurt, and yeah. I think that's that's worse in my opinion, but. Yeah. Well, what else was funny too is he's like walking off, and then all of a sudden he stops and he's like looking at the offense. He's like, "Coach, I'm like ready to go," and everyone's like, "Is he staying? Like, there's no way they can put him in, right? Like, what on earth is happening?" But you never know with Russ. You never know what you're gonna get. It's you look like a drug sailor. It's crazy. (laughs) This team is nuts, you guys. Like, it has been such a whirlwind covering them (laughs) because we just thought they were gonna be so good, and here we are. We haven't even got to the off the field stuff with you guys too. But like the real fun stuff, you know, how many high knees did Russ actually do on the airplane? What, why does <laughs> Russ have so many bathrooms in his house? Just like all of. Have stuff. you heard that? Have you please tell me you've heard the uh, touchdown to bathroom count? Oh, trust me. Okay. Yes. All right. Good. Yes. <laughs> but literally anything and everything that is Russell Wilson, I know about. Like, I still get friends he, that will, like, send me or even family members that send me, like, breaking news. And I'm like, I knew about this two and a half hours ago, you guys. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, like, it's so, it's so funny. And they're like, I cannot believe this. Did you see this news? And I'm like, you guys, like, <laughs> this is almost old news at this point because when you're in this industry, you find out things so soon before it actually hits like ESPN or whatever. Yeah. The only thing we were absolutely shocked about was finding out that Russ was coming. Like we found out that from Adam Schefter because they kept it so low that they were like, we're not telling that's, anyone about this. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's you know nuts. everything. How many high knees did the dude actually <laughs> do? Like, I gotta know. Like, 
what I, on like a truth meter you know because there's been a lot of stuff leaked out i gotta assume some of it's made up but it's kind of hard to tell at this point there's been so much like what's the truthometer here are we at like 85 that, that is still one of the funniest tweets i've ever read like from anyone <laughs> just that tweet was so random it was like an ai generated tweet so like like gavin said what's what's the truth meter on that was he actually doing high knees on the way to london did he piss off Jerry Judy? Because it looks like Jerry Judy's been pissed off the entire <laughs> sleep season. Like, so he did do high knees. He told the media that he did high knees. So, of course, he got a lot of scrutiny of, like, why the hell are you even telling the media that you were doing high knees? And to be honest, I don't think he meant it in a way. I kind of feel bad for Russell Wilson. And it's hard to feel bad for somebody who makes that much money. But he gets so much scrutiny when I think he's just trying to be, like, funny. You know, when you, like, tell a joke and you're like, oh, "Oh, this is kind of funny. And then someone could turn around on you and be like, that's not freaking funny. Or, like, really embarrass you. I feel like that happens all the time for Russ. I don't think he ever means anything in, like, a non-sincere way of being like, hey, I'm better than everyone. Like, I was doing high knees. I think he more just said it as, like, oh, like, let me tell you this kind of funny thing that most people don't usually do when they're on a plane over the Atlantic or whatever. And I think it just got turned really quick, and I think it happens all the time with him. It it feels like a lost puppy, in my opinion. Like, he just, it just seems like a lost little puppy. Well, and then you feel bad, too, because a lot of people, like, he didn't grow up with a dad. You know, his dad died when he was really young. Uh, No, no, don't do do that. Don't humanize him. Don't don't do that. I know, don't humanize him. Yeah, what an awful analogy means. You're canceled. Dang it. He's not the alpha (laughs) in his relationship. Like, most of the time, football players are kind of the alpha, right? He's not. Sierra is a much bigger celebrity than he is. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. You just kind of feel bad for him. Like he's been kind of sec- secluded his whole life. And I don't know. Like I, I really do. I kind of feel bad for Russell Wilson because he, he's never had any, like anyone genuine in his life. He's got an entourage of people that are constantly around them that tell him how amazing they are. And then of course, like they make fun of him for like loving God. And everyone's like, Oh, you piece of shit. You, Sorry, explicit again. Yeah, we, it's already, we've already there. got the tag on it. It's fine. Uh, say uh, say whatever the hell you want. But so, you know, you just kind of feel bad when I feel like he's trying to be funny and relatable in some sort of way. And then it just gets taken out of context. And I mean, okay, think about it. When I was in, now again, I know, hold on. I'll promise I'll no, get to No, 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 no. Yeah, no, it's fine. When, and I know this is different because he's a 34-year-old man. But, like, when I was in middle school, like, I used to tweet out, like, quotes or whatever. And so it's funny because he'll tweet out. He tweeted the um, Winston Churchill, like, quote or something. And everyone was like, oh, my God, what a horrible time to tweet this. Like, you're such a shitty person. Like, how could you do such a thing? When he's, like, tweeting out, if you're going through hell, like, keep going. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's, like, corny, whatever. But, like calm down on him a little bit like he's let him do whatever he wants to do if it bothers you that much in your own personal life that a millionaire is tweeting out a Winston Churchill like quote like you need to look at your own life because you're clearly spending too much time on this that's my personal rant and opinion on it as somebody who clearly talks about Russell Wilson all the time (laughs) so I've got kind of like two questions It's like kind of a twofold not not a twofold but it's kind of a two questioner um So there was like a like a conspiracy theory, and you don't have to like answer if you don't want to. But like, there's a conspiracy theory that when Melvin Gordon was released, is because he was blasting Future in the locker room, and there's like a thing between oh, Russ man. and Future. Oh. Is that true? If not, you like if it's true and you don't want to answer, that's fine. I just 
I'm just curious, like, is that really what happened? No, I haven't okay. heard that. And I mean, the media is in the locker room quite often. Okay. So All right. I feel like that would have been something. I feel like you got true. like Balsack Sports done that or something like that. That's so it would have been way funnier if it was true, but <laughs> I, I feel know. like Melvin Gordon got fired because of his. He just couldn't hold. Uh, yeah, yeah, he couldn't hold on to the ball to he, save his he just yeah. washed. Like he was, like he was good. He's washed. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I and then my days where Melvin was like the running back, and I remember oh, yeah. when he, they brought him to the Broncos, I was like, "Oh, maybe like he'll be the running back still here." No, he can't hold on to the ball. It's quite unfortunate, and I feel bad. Melvin's like a great guy, like he is always talked to the media, he's being very open, and that's not something you come by very often. Like a lot of players are very quiet or you know won't really give you the time of day, but he was always really open and honest, which was nice, refreshing. And then kind of like a second question I have. So um, I don't call it CTE anymore. I call it Antonio Brown brain, ABB. So <laughs> do you think like this is becoming a thing now with Russ? Do you, is there, do you think there's something there maybe like, do you see some NFL players like when they hit a certain point in their age where like they kind of go a little crazy? Like, is that a possibility? Um. Or is this just Russ's I mean, personality? It's just always been his personality. He's just in a bigger market now, and it's just now getting exposed more. Yeah. I'm... I don't think we really got a chance to learn what Russell Wilson actually was in Seattle. Like Pete Carroll, I, see, and everybody kind of yeah. kept that under wraps. He never got to be all Russell Wilson. He's getting that opportunity now to be himself, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I think they all deal with a lot of injuries, and it's really unfortunate, especially with, you know, Demarius Thomas and everything that came out about him and his passing. And there's obviously CTE for a lot of athletes nowadays. And it, so it sucks that even though the NFL is doing everything they can, it's a tough sport, right? You watch Russ go down because he got tripped and he walks away with a concussion and a huge, like, goose egg on his head. So it's really sad. But I do just think that this is Russ's personality. I mean, again, like, I'll say it like I have childhood trauma like I think everyone has childhood trauma at yeah. some point and I just think his is exposed because of where he is at and what he does for his life who he's married to uh, like really who else cares that if you go out and buy a house that you have 12 bathrooms in your house like I'm sure Tom Brady probably has 12 bathrooms in his house no Russ not anymore Giselle got the other half of have these you know, unrealistic houses of like, why do you need something so big? But Russ just gets picked on for it because he's Russ. Like, it's not like Russ ever came out and talked about his house or anything. People just dug into it because he was the biggest news in Denver. Like they were going to all the Nuggets and Avs games and he would show them on the screen and everyone would cheer because he was supposed to be the savior. Like the media almost did this to Russ, which is kind of unfortunate. No, I, I can believe it. really deep for like a, a podcast on a Wednesday night. I'm like, oh, damn, no we're shit. kind of going into all sorts of stuff. Cheers to you, gentlemen. Mazel hey, no, we, we yeah. try. We try and do a good job, and you're definitely helping us do a good job. So. <laughs> I don't we think usually, that much work, so. Well, we usually <laughs> suck, but when we bring you on, like, we hit, like, this other, like, next level shit so it's kind of great yeah, <laughs> is it just like, what uh, i talk about every single day like it's like, like if you came on all the time like we'd probably be like top 10 you, you know well, what I'm, it's I'm like very good at the broncos the abs and the nuggets but then i feel like i i don't know anything about the rest of them right it's almost like when you're 
you're in college, like, oh, yeah. you can take other classes, but you're like, eh, I kind of know what's going on over there. But when you have like the one subject you're majoring in, you're like, I got this. And so I feel like every single day people ask me about like other parts of the NFL. And I'm like, I, can't I don't give a you. shit about that. I don't give a yeah, shit like, about those I guys. I can't tell you what's going on over there. I can tell you everything you need to know about the Broncos, but uh, the Dolphins or the Falcons, I'm like, I can't tell you much on them. So the Jags don't pay your bills. So yeah, exactly. Uh, right? Exactly. So so during the game, like sorry, like during not to take us back to the game, it seemed like the turning point during the game. <laughs> We're supposed to be talking about the game. I don't know. I'm just here, man. I just I just click We're record vibing, and then man. edit. That's all we're doing. I just click record and edit the shows. That's all I'm asked to do. Anyway, so like, um, it seemed like the turning point in the game mm-hmm. was like when Russ got like humiliated. <laughs> yeah, the Willie Gay. The, yeah, that word. The Willie Gay play. It just seemed like after that, it just seemed like to switch. Well, see, for me, it was the concussion. Like that was where no we no 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 it went from like it went from like Chiefs were in the possession and then like oh okay and then it went yeah, back to the point. Broncos and then after it swayed from the Broncos then he got hurt and then it was just like over which yeah. I have a rant but that's like a Chiefs rant not like a Broncos rant for the end of that game but you don't need to hear that but yeah, yeah we'll so like when was, where was the turning point like in your opinion um or the Judy touchdown like it seemed like. You know, after he blew Probably up, Judy was just yelling at the yeah. ref. How did he That's not the... get thrown out? He hit that, him. It's shocking. He's gonna get fined. Like we're expecting oh, yeah. a pretty big boy, hefty boy fine, yeah. but he's not getting suspended, which is has shocking. The not, has the fine not come out yet? No, it'll come out on Saturday. Oh, they That's come out when on the Saturday? NFL does all their fines. Yeah, which they might do it Friday this year or because or this week because there are games on Saturday. Saturday, already. yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of which, like next, this is so random. Next week, you guys, there's like a full slate of games on Saturday. And I don't I'm ever not going to be remember them doing that. I I'm not going to be productive at all from Thursday until Monday night. Right. I, I, I'm ready, and you know, bowl games. I think bowl games start this Friday too. It, yes. It's about to be a happy holiday like, for us. Like yeah. usually, I enjoy that Saturday. Well, not even Saturday break. Like I enjoy like a little break so that way I could use the bathroom and like maybe shower or something like that. But like <laughs> with this, like I'm not gonna have any like productive. I'm gonna go into work Thursday, go watch football Thursday night, mm-hmm. go into work Friday for a couple hours, come home and like okay, well I'm gonna you know. And then you have Saturday games, and it's great. I love it. And there's a ton of – I just don't ever remember them doing this for, like, Christmas Eve. And maybe it's just because, like, Christmas is falling on a Sunday. It is a, weird, it is a weird holiday year. It's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, there are so many games. Like, if you want to just sit it. down and do absolutely nothing for Christmas Eve and Christmas, this is the year because you're going to have plenty to watch for sure. Inject it into my veins. Right, yeah. Who's your guys' pick to win the Super Bowl? What's that? Who's your pick to win the Super Bowl? Oh, don't you ask me that. Eagles. <laughs> I was going to – yeah, fuck, dude. Um, it's not the Chiefs. Chiefs are so – the Chiefs are so above average, it's, like, painful. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't – But they will find a out. way – they will find a way to make it to the AFC Championship game. Sure, like, they can win – they can win – a game against a really bad seven seed and you yeah. know like yeah there's like four elite yeah. teams in the nfl right now beans the chiefs are in there but they can't beat the other three so it doesn't yeah. no, and that's what's sad like i'm gonna say the chiefs because i'm a homer but like the eagles are like my number <laughs> it's one it's a really game. weird rock yeah. paper scissors match 
to where the mm-hmm. Chiefs can't beat the Bengals, the Bills can't beat the Chiefs. I just don't know if the Bengals can't beat the Bills. So the Bengals are almost too hot right now. Doesn't it feel like that? It feels like, you know, they're on this big-ass winning streak and they're probably going to cool off soon. So I, I don't know. Joey B I, today said, I feel like we can take this offense to the next level. So cool. Yeah, I, I, I would I would be surprised if he didn't have that swagger to him. Um, right. I do like the Bengals. I think they're good. Um, my my gut tells me Bill Bill's Cowboys genuinely. I don't uh, think what? the Eagles are built for the playoffs. I think the Cowboys are. Cowboys come wow. on the ball and got an elite defense. <laughs> wow. Okay. Your I think the Bills are way. Also, it's a fucked up. Are, have you checked your stool lately? <laughs> <laughs> I, who, who else is going to come out of the end? No, seriously. Viking, the Vikings or whatever. No, the Vikings the are have an unproven. The Vikings should not be where they are right now. The Vikings have a negative off. one point differential on the season, by the way. Yeah. Just, a, just a heads up. It's negative one. I checked it today or saw a tweet about today. Hmm. No, like, I don't know. Like, give me Detroit. Give me Detroit versus. Shut like, up. Shut yeah. up. I want it. I want it. I want Detroit. Yeah, I, w- I, I want, want Detroit it. in the Super Bowl, too, is my. God, could you imagine if the Bengals played Detroit in the Super Bowl? Oh my God, it's beautiful. It'd be gorgeous. What? No, give me, give me Bills Cowboys because, like, again, I think the Cowboy, I think the Eagles have the best roster in the NFL. Mm-hmm. On the same token, I've seen Dak Prescott win playoff games. I've not seen Jalen Hurts win playoff games. Have you considered that the Cowboys are coached by idiots? <laughs> yes, I have thing. considered. The Bengals made the Super Bowl last year with Zach Taylor. I don't want to fucking hear it. Zach Taylor's a fucking idiot. There's a lot of fucking idiots in the NFL. We have an ESPN analyst coaching a team. (laughs) So you're telling me this team can't make the Super Bowl because they're coached by an idiot, but then you turn around and say that all the other coaches are idiots. So, like, which one is it? Well, like, you can be an idiot coach and get carried by a good roster, but if you're a good coach with a good roster, you're going to be better than an idiot coach with a good roster. No, I, So why I don't the that. Chiefs make it in? Because they have a okay roster with yeah, one of the greatest coaches in NFL good. history. The Chiefs, the Chiefs roster the last two years has been, like, eight elite players and, like, a bunch of mid, and now it's, like, six elite players and a bunch of mid. And we don't. And one of the elite players players. is a kicker. Yeah, He's not even that elite. It's, it's who's sad. your Super Bowl pick, Rachel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm going. You can't say Eagles. Denver because they're eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say Denver? <laughs> no, I said you can't pick Denver because they're eliminated. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Damn, uh, that's tough. <laughs> I just feel wow. like it's, it's made for Jalen Hurts, right? Like it's kind of this comeback story on his career. Like they're playing yeah. so well. And they're dominating teams. Like, it's not just like they're... There's no holes. But then again, you hope they're not like Tennessee last year where Tennessee was supposed to dominate. That's and a good comparison. They no. choked. It, it so. reminds me of Lamar and his MVP season. Jalen Hurts is going to win MVP. Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts is a better thrower of the football <laughs> than Lamar was at that point last year. <laughs> and he has better weapons. But again, I keep coming back to... I have not seen Jalen Hurts perform well in the playoffs once. I've seen Dak do it at least once. Go ahead, mm-hmm. Gavin. Lamar Jackson was throwing to a chunky tight end and a group of other chunky <laughs> wide receivers. 
No, I I get that. I completely un I understand what you're saying, Gavin. I I even I said as much. I said he has much better weapons and is a better thrower of the football. There's no but after that. Like that gap in weapons is so fucking large. Jalen Hurts has the best supporting cast in the NFL right now. And I know like, I don't know really think it's particularly close. You mm -hmm. you know I know he does because I've said the Eagles have the best roster in the NFL. Yeah, and his sample size of playing bad is one game also. And his now hear me starting. out on this, Gavin. What if like I don't know, the Eagles run into San Francisco like before they get to I don't know. Like, I mean, there's other good teams in the NFL, but I'm just not scared. There's of only three good teams in the NFC. Let's not beat around the bush yeah. here. No, I know, but. Yeah, I, we don't. It's we don't have Dallas, to this Philly, I'm just not afraid Francisco. of Brock Purdy in the playoffs. See what, see what I have to deal with here, Rachel. Do you want? Uh, this is what I deal with on a daily. Imagine when you're with a bunch of men that get paid to talk about this and want to oh, rant. See, we don't get that. we don't get paid to talk. About do you want a special guest? I do yes. want a special yeah. guest. Well, someone just came home, and there's a cute puppy here too. Oh. Yes, <laughs> Anthony's not as cute as the puppy. Oh, maybe uh, not. Maybe he doesn't want to be on it. Anthony, get oh. your ass on here. No, forget Anthony. I want to see the puppy. Yeah, can we get the dog? <laughs> hey, Anthony. There's the headshot. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's the star. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> Oh, no. My my internet is starting nah. to do my internet thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a good What's up, Anthony? Hey, how's hey, going? Anthony. Hey, I'm not editing good. How are you doing? Better than the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe this is a bad idea. Well, <laughs> Anthony, I have to ask the obvious question here. Due to specifically Russell Wilson's play and how easy it's been to make fun of him, how many nights have you had to sleep on the couch because you just couldn't help yourself? <laughs> No, see, I just I just text Sam my memes and that. Oh, okay. Out of the way. Oh yeah, sure, like, after good. The, I, I want to say I called this after like the second second or third game. I was sending Sam memes of the team with like the great value logo and like. Oh, dude, it, it was during the Friday San Francisco and, game. Yeah, I remember texting during the San Fran game saying that both teams, both these teams were fucking awful and we're gonna pick <laughs> in the top ten. And then San Francisco like is one of the best teams in the league, and Denver still fucking sucks. Yeah, oh, I forgot mean, San Francisco. So god awful bad. There's like no debating it or like no like it's not even insulting. It's just the truth. Whatever you want to say about it at this point. So all of it's fair game. Wow. Pain. At least she'll always have the abs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, that's true. Yeah. So, I yeah, they're yeah. injured beyond belief too. So I was gonna ask how are the abs right now, but I think that answers the question. <laughs> Yeah, they're really injured. It's more like the Colorado Eagles team. Um, they won last two games. Two yeah, two. but it's been a, a struggle for sure. Like, they're barely 500. Damn. It's not the that hangover. vibe of you watch them and you just know they're going to win no matter what. Like it was But it's also year. because they're missing Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog. Yeah. Nachushkin oh, just came back. Um, they no longer have Nazem Kadri. They do have Kill McCarr, who hasn't been hurt. So they've had a lot of injuries, but yeah, it's been it's been a struggle for sure for the Avs. Yeah, yeah they'll get healthy hopefully. Fingers yeah, crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Will the Avs or the Nuggets do it? Who knows? Yeah, hopefully the Nuggets will do it. 
That would be cool. That'd be really, really cool. I just, that's one's questionable. Yeah. They've never done yeah. it before, so it'd be the first one ever. I, I feel like the West is wide open, though. I don't think there's any elite team in the West. I, once Kanye hurry. dropped that tweet about Chris Paul, everything opened up. <laughs> <laughs> They've lost like five or six games since that tweet, by the way. I didn't know that. <laughs> Saw that stat and was like, mm. Yikes. Yikes, yikes. Nice. Nice. We, we have any other thoughts on the Chiefs game, on the Chiefs versus Broncos? Anthony, I'm assuming you watched the game. What were your takeaways besides the Chiefs just kind of like give up in games when they're up? Mahomes out, Mahomes himself being Mahomes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember texting Rachel when they got over 16 points, and that's kind of when I was like, I guess maybe I should watch this. But I don't think there was ever, like, it wasn't ever in question of what was going to happen at the end of the game. And then, you know, Russ got sent to a different planet for a little bit. So at that point, it was like, well. But also, like- he missed, like, the first quarter of the game. So he doesn't get to sit over here and act like he's just so- get yeah. Super fan. No, I, I started a, watching. No, him, but uh, I feel like that's a perfect like microcosm of how the Chiefs operate. Just don't give a shit about the first quarter of the game. General apathy right. win. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what we've been doing for about three seasons now. So it's super annoying. What are your thoughts on the throw? You know what I'm talking about, right? Like uh, the, which one? The the yeah. no look, the no oh. look little. Where he just tosses it like he's playing cornhole, and you're like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Yeah, trust me. Everyone, we're all in the press box, and we're like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Like you can't. Which, even which one was worse, ever. that throw or the left-handed throw? The pa- under me, because you're just like, "Are just you freaking?" I mean, they made him run all over the place. Like the oh defense held him for what felt like forever, and then of course he's just like. Here we go. The left-handed throw was at Denver too. Oh that was gosh. Denver too. Yeah. Patrick what? Patrick doesn't do like any crazy shit unless it's against Denver for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's a, that's a beautiful sight. That's awesome. What I hate about Russell, or sorry, what I hate about Patrick Mahomes though, Jesus, don't Patrick. you put those two uh, no, I, in your mouth? I've been talking shit on the man for an hour. Okay, cut me a break. Uh, <laughs> no, what I hate about Mahomes is like you see that play, and like realistically and objectively. I don't think him underthrowing that or doing whatever the fuck he did actually helped him complete it in any way. It was just disrespectful as fuck, and he had a sweat. <laughs> At the same time, him throwing a jump pass to Sky Moore and putting it two yards behind him straight to the Denver defense is also a function of doing that same bullshit. So, like, <laughs> we sit here, we're going to show the Jarek McKinnon play, but we're also just, like, going to not mention the fact that the motherfucker just threw three passes directly into the hands of Denver's defense. Well, the, I, the third I one, say all three were directly, but that last one was just bad. Yeah, yeah and I think that's okay, what but, we call – I think that's what we call charity. Also, we, we start this podcast and i i drop shit once okay and i'm like oh, oh you're i'm show. like fuck yeah. i can't well i'm just saying i dropped on here and i was like oh my god you guys like i'm so sorry in my head i was like crap and now they're dropping f-bombs like nobody's business and i'm like oh okay. yeah we put a we slap an explicit down. on there and just you know go man yeah. we just put on their kids under we just put on YouTube, kids under 18 can't watch this. That's it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome. Love this shit. <laughs> they got to learn somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know that this is what the kids are secretly watching in their bedrooms. So. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Fox Sports Show. Not Fox Sports. Oh, no. <laughs> Where did we go but, wrong? But, yeah, Mahomes being careless. Back to, you know, not porn. <laughs> okay, um, but, okay, in, in, in Mahomes' defense, Josie Jewell did a really good job in coverage. That was really impressive. He did a great job in coverage, and I, you know – that was props. He baited him so hard. Yeah, the other ball too. The other ones, I that, those were brain farts. <laughs> I mean, no, it literally looked like I mean, like Rachel said, and I would, I don't think either any of the three of us was surprised. The Chiefs were just kind of like up on Denver in Denver, fucking around, having a good time because that's honestly how Mahomes played the rest of that game was just kind of like caution to the wind. Why the fuck not? Do I think that I can jump? And throw a pass to a rookie wide receiver guarded by one of the best corners in the NFL. Fuck yeah, I do. Why not? But, Fuck it. But did you ever see that throw where he was like getting hit by three guys at the same time and hit? Uh, was it uh, who did he hit in the back of the end zone? Um, that that last touchdown there, he oh, was like Juju, wasn't it? It oh. was Juju. Yes. It, or no, was it uh, MVS? Anyways, he was he was scrambling and then he gets hit by three guys and he just tosses it. Like, it's just crap like that. He does amazing things for three or four plays that's like, oh, my God, he did so great. And then he makes a brain fart decision. Like, that was easily, like, the mo- one of the most highlighted games, but also, like, one of the worst games he's ever played, in my opinion. Rachel, we- we're Chiefs fans, so we don't see this. How frustrating is it to watch the slowest <laughs> motherfucker in the NFL run that can't get caught? <laughs> More entertaining than frustrating, really. No, I, well, I know, like he's got the Jack Sparrow run and everything. But yeah. He's literally got that plot armor on him, just like Jack Sparrow does. Where like he's he's not getting caught, no matter what you do. Usain Bolt could be running the motherfucker down. It's not gonna work. Like I I don't understand it. It just kind of like happens and works, but I I hate it because it doesn't make logical sense. Like I'm an engineer. I'm supposed, everything I do is supposed to like make sense and have reason, and then he None just does. doesn't. Uh, yeah. It pisses me I mean, off. to be fair, Gavin, if you were out there, wouldn't you be laughing and distracted at it, too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be doing the same run, too. Just... <laughs> oh, my goodness, you guys. Um, yeah, it sucks. That's, that's all I'll say on this. <laughs> i tell you what. Give us a score prediction for your... Uh... For your Broncos against the uh, Cardinals with uh, with Russ and without Russ. Ooh. You know, since, you, since you're saying he might play. Since what if she play. gives the same score line? What does that say? <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't think that. Well, I guess she believes in Brett Rippin, even though she was ripping on him earlier in the show. <laughs> I mean, he's not QB number one. He never will be. He's barely a QB number two. Baker would have been a better fit for the Broncos, in my personal opinion. Um, my score prediction for Sunday with Russell Wilson. Got to <laughs> I literally was going to say 16. <laughs> <laughs> 16. Uh, 13? So, Russ, Russ beats Colt McCoy. I can buy that. Russ beats Colt McCoy if it's Brett. Dude, please say 13-13. Make it a tie. <laughs> Why not? I'm going to say nine. Yes. Field goals. Two. <laughs> Just say 12. 12. Just do it. <laughs> nine to 12. Is that a win or a loss? Actually, nine to 10, and they're losing. 
so by the way, this is very <laughs> selfish of me. Uh, Brandon McManus is my fantasy kicker. He's been uh-huh. very good this year. Um, I keep getting a thing that he's questionable. Is he actually hurt, or is that just like the thing? He was last questionable week? last week too. He's dealing with a. I don't remember if it's a groin or a hammy. I don't remember. It's not great for a kicker. No, mm-hmm. but he was like he had the same injury last week, so that's what everyone was like. Oh no, this is supposed to be bad. Oh my God! Oh, oh the doggies. We're, we're used to All getting right, in so. trouble when we get on the Zoom cameras, but now it's okay. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Russ is out. That I need the three field goals in the fantasy playoffs this week. So uh, it's gonna be a bad game. I'm going with ten thousand plus no shows. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. I don't know. You got one of the best defenses in the league. Like at some point, like Colt McCoy, just no, it doesn't matter. No, no, (laughs) (laughs) people want to see touchdowns be scored. It's supposed to be like 44 degrees, which means by the time the fourth quarter comes around, it's like 30 something degrees. Does the defense and like that, how that's continued to play well, does it kind of like with the Nathaniel Hackett stuff, does it make it, worse in Denver just with how like good Vic Vangio was with all that obviously defense is still good so maybe it wasn't Vic Vangio but just like I don't think the thing in Denver was ever Vic was a bad coach or wasn't doing a good job just he never had a quarterback he kind of got blamed for that and then Nathaniel Hackett comes along and just kind of gets to acquire Russell Wilson you wanted to try something new after a bunch of just being okay in Denver I apologize as I'm fighting my dog away from the camera but (laughs) Stiff arms a little but yeah, so like I guess does the Vic Vangio compared to Nathaniel Hackett like also make the relationship with with Nathaniel Hackett from the media from the fans a lot worse too? Is that brought up? Is that talked about? No, actually, that's like a really good point. It's not really talked about. I mean, people really? like Nathaniel Hackett a lot because he's a really good guy. Like he was really funny, he was really engaging, he went to Nuggets games, like he was super involved. Um but yeah, it's not really brought up with Fangio, which is kind of an interesting point. Like Vic was able to put more points on the board with a worse quarterback than Russell Wilson. Well, you would hope a worse quarterback than Russell Wilson and Drew Locke or, or Teddy Bridgewater, depending on where you look to. Um, so it's kind of an interesting, interesting question that, yeah, we don't really talk about here in Denver too much. That's it's, kind it's, of it's shocking. Because I've def I know we've definitely brought it up at least yeah. once on here, and it's just kind of one of those things where it's like Vic seemed like that kind of guy who like wasn't the greatest head coach, mm-hmm. but like he seemed to know what he was doing, and that's kind of the thing with Daniel Hackett. It sometimes just doesn't feel like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean they're all like everyone is new in their role, so yeah, it might be have to be a a question I bring up tomorrow on our own show because it's definitely interesting. Oh, like, would this team be better? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would this uh, team this be better if they would have kept Vic and just brought in a quarterback? Wow. Yep. Interesting. So, hmm. um, so I have a question. Um, do who do you personally want to the Broncos to take in this year's draft? First, do they have a first round pick from Bradley okay. Chubb? I guess it who is would, draft season in Denver. It is, it, yeah. yeah. Like it's, we're getting to that time where draft season is going to get heavy here soon. So, like, 
Who would you? Who do you want them uh, or, to pick up? If you don't have a player, I guess what position needs to yeah, be? Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what's your positional value? Like, it's super you... easy because it's offensive line. They have a horrible yeah, offensive yeah. line. They have nobody there. Uh, they have to get somebody offensive line. That's why a lot of people are like, oh, you can't go get Sean Payton because then you have to trade the Saints your first round pick. But you need that first round pick because if your offensive line gets better, then Russ stands no chance. And that's another thing that most people don't talk about is Russ has had 40 plus sacks on him this season. Like, he stood no chance with his pocket collapsing, with having to run. Like, he can't be Russell Wilson. He can't throw the deep balls if he doesn't have time. And you can't have time if you don't have your O-line. So, it has to be an O-lineman. Okay. Yeah. I got to Go walk the dog. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Bye, Anthony. Bye, Anthony. Anthony. Have fun on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you, do you, well, I'm sorry. Ready, gentlemen. I must peace out on you. Yep. I was oh. going to say, we need to let you go. We've had you on here for long enough. Um, give you the opportunity for one last, last word, and then we'll let you get out of here. No, just thank you guys for always having me on. It's always a blast. Always fun. Always happy to talk about the Broncos. Uh, the streak will most likely continue when the Broncos head to Kansas City on New Year's Day. I will be at the game 95% Ooh. sure. So, yeah. Nice. Are you going to be around in the 785 on the 31st? We, it sounds like, might be up in KC. Okay. Well, I was just wondering because I'm trying to get a group together to watch the Sugar Bowl that day. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering if you guys were going to be in town. We'd go to like kites or something. We will be early on in the day. Hey, game's at 11 o'clock. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Game is at 11. So, yeah. Perfect. All right, all right, all right. Well, thank you again, Rachel, for coming on. We'll probably try. I don't, after New Year's, going to be tough. Maybe we, we should have you on at the uh, conclusion of the season. You know, we can do like a pro- playoff preview. You can do like a draft preview or something like that. Sounds good. Love it. All right. Well, thank you again, Miss Rachel, and thank you for bringing the cute one and Anthony on. Hey, just remember, boys. <laughs> just remember, let's ride. <laughs> Let's go. Stuck with Russ. That's the new trending hashtag. All right. Get with yep. it. All right. Stuck with Russ. Bye, guys. Do those high knees on Stop the way to <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks again, Rachel. Yeah, she really is the best. Yep. All right, now it's time for us to regress back to our current plan. So. Yeah, now Rachel, we're going to just suck. <laughs> she really brings our show from, like, a, like, average, like, syndicated radio show that's on like actual like fm radio back down to three fucking assholes on fucking skype when she's not probably because she adds like you know intelligence vocabulary grammar (laughs) experience (laughs) i'm just glad glad she was the first one to drop the explicit tag that (laughs) i i think the other thing i love too and like not to not to steal too much time from us but we can just go. I mean, we already talked about the game. We just need to talk about the next game. I think the my favorite part is her setup's like super professional, and we got a then, dude in like a trash house, a guy with some guns behind him, and then some 
jerseys <laughs> hung up on some coat hangers. Beam commented on that, and I'm looking at the three of us douchebags over here, just like, oh my god, like, oh, okay, no. look at these fucking assholes. These guys definitely <laughs> use Skype for their fucking bullshit flyers. She's using her like hands because she has different like fucking camera angles for different things that she does, and I'm like, you know, I. Sometimes my blinds are open. Sometimes they're not. It depends <laughs> on if the dog sees a squirrel outside. I didn't even shout out our merch. I meant to shout out our merch, and I forgot. So, Go buy our okay. merch. Maybe. Yeah, everyone's still here because Rachel just got done talking. Exactly. So. <laughs> so everybody, so you're still out. here. Follow us at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S, all capitals. And check out our merch in the description of our Twitter account. Now it's back to your regularly scheduled throw program three assholes try and make a good podcast so yeah, B, I mean, did you said you had a rant for the game yeah me and okay. are about to fight here yeah okay oh jesus christ do i have to be the ref <laughs> All right, Bean, we'll do it debate style beans you start wait we Mike talking about, i don't want to okay no let's just see what this goes fuck it Bean, right. you start gavin you rebuttal and i'll choose a winner okay it's my, so turn. Like, <laughs> it's my turn so with so with this game like at the end of the game when we had the fucking lead, you know how many times we fucking ran the ball? Six times. We only ran the ball six times in the fourth only quarter. Six. Yes, in the fourth quarter. We only ran the ball six times. All the rest of them were passes. Why are we – what in our mind thinks that we're up by 27 think, yeah, let's pass the fucking ball? Like – <laughs> bro, it's, what, what do you mean, bro? You got Patrick Mahomes, but you have hey. Pacheco. He proved he has proven he has shown. I'm about it. to try and trade Isaiah Pacheco, by the way. You have you have jerk McChicken. You have resources. You have invested a first round pick so that way you could run the damn ball. Then run the damn ball. Guess what? Orlando Brown's strong suit is at left tackle. It's not pass blocking. It's run blocking. You know what Joe Tooney is good at? Pass blocking and run blocking. Creed Humphrey, he can do it all too. Trey Trey Smith, you know what his strong suit is? It's not pass blocking. It's run blocking and screens. He proved it against the Broncos. Run the damn ball. And it's just so sad. It's so disappointing. And you know what? If we're running the ball, Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw two of those picks. I'll say that. He'll throw one. He'll throw one because Josie Jewell did really good, but he doesn't throw those other two. Nope. I – I agree with Beans on everything except for, like, using our running back talent as a reason that we should be running the ball. Our offensive line is outstanding at run blocking. We're up big. Honestly, you shouldn't be getting Mahomes hit. You shouldn't be risking anything like that in a game in Denver where you're just trying to get out against a good defense. I agree with everything there. On the same token, if they end up losing that game after just trying to wind down the clock similar to what Las Vegas did on Thursday, then, like, not only does like you look like assholes after doing that and just blowing that big of a lead, which the Chiefs almost did regardless, but on top of that, you also get the question that is going to be blared throughout the entire fucking – nobody asks a thing about the Chiefs coaching staff when they don't play talented players, when they call retarded plays, when they do anything bad. The only thing that people will talk bad on the Chiefs is if they don't let Mahomes touch the ball every single play. That is the one thing that the national media will do. That's the one thing the national media cares about. That will be everywhere. And I agree with it. You're paying Mahomes. He's the guy. He should lead you through games and everything. Sam said it. That was the response. That's the correct answer. You have Mahomes. That's he, He's the guy that wins you games. I here Here's an anecdotal story, right? And I get 
again, this is completely anecdotal. This is fucking bullshit. Like, you know, like it, it does. It's not everyone. I remember eating in a Buffalo Wild Wings when we lost to the Chargers last season, right? Week 18 or whatever. No, 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 no. Week three. The one oh, after oh, the Ravens. The one yeah, after the Ravens. Right. We, we won gotcha. the second matchup. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're thinking two years ago. I'm thinking, yes. That was, that was two years last, ago. Yes. Last week. But anyways, so like we're running the ball like just fine against the Chargers, right? And, like, we're running the ball, like, taking time up the clock, all this crap. And this guy, like, who is our age, every time we run the ball is screaming, You are Patrick fucking Mahomes! Throw the goddamn ball! And I get that, like, drunk, yo know, Jackson, whatever the fuck, like, isn't the end-all be-all. But, like, he's kind of right in the sense that, like, I would rather have Patrick Mahomes making the play than not, if that makes sense. I, I get that. But I do but... agree with you. The Chiefs need to be able to run the ball in running situations. See, and that's what I mean. To... Like, yes, no, 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 that's fine. You can you can pass it, like sprinkle it in here and there, run play action. You can do a really good you can do a, there's two things that you face here though. A Matt Milano scissored. Literally scissored Mike White in half. And if that ever happens to Patrick Mahomes, Dude, oh my know. God. Can we like pause on this discussion real quick to like go over that hit? That was that, a, hit was, that so, was the that was the most perfect form tackle I have ever seen in my that life. That was one of the most brutal legal hits I've ever seen. It was like, beautiful. I literally had my mouth agape. Watch like it literally looked like he cut him in half. It, it was like a WWE move. Gorgeous. It was Chef's Kiss. Wonderful. You face that. But also, like, when you run the ball six times in the last quarter and a half, like, you have the game in your possession. Run it double-digit times. Run it ten. Run it ten times. That's a that's four more than six. Like, it, you're saving yourself here. So, I and I, again, I agree with you. I would say that the bigger issue, because I don't think, like, Salt how we salted the game away against the Denver Broncos is like going to be the Chiefs' demise later in the season. I think the actual takeaway and the problem is the reality that like our passing game and our offense and our roster, our defense is still very oh, inconsistent. To this put is it, such a Bob Sutton defense, and it it hurts me. I don't, I don't even want to talk about the defense. Like this offense just completely collapsed for it a stopped. large portion yeah. of this game. But like, the defense gave up three touchdowns to a no, Russell I, Wilson. I know, but that's been reality for the Chiefs forever. Like, we've seen, like, yes, lulls from the Chiefs' yeah. offense, but, like, we've, ne we, we've never been in a spot where we've expected our defense to carry us. That's still the reality right now. So the only thing that has changed is our offense has gotten worse, and that's a problem. Like, that's where we are right now, and we need and to And see, I don't know if it's gotten that. worse. I don't, I, I don't think it's gotten worse. Because they hit that gear, and it, it showed. They can hit that gear. They, they are capable of hitting the gear, the same gear. Because Patrick Mahomes, you, everybody said, oh, without Tyreek Hill, he's going to take a step back. He's doing better at this point in the season than he was last year. Yes. How do you explain that? I, Travis well, Kelsey, I, a lot I of that's with Travis Kelsey, yes. But, like, you, everybody expected them to take a step back. He's doing better. He's exceeding expectations. Everybody thought we were going to be third in this division. We're first. We're doing pretty damn good. But then it just seems like we hit this lull and 
play calling gets questionable. Defense gets put in a corner where we have to make touchy situations, and Denver it gets questionable on this team. Yes, at times too. That's, like the, uh, the like I the picture of Travis Kelsey like leaning back into his uh the bench, like I love that. That's a great picture. That's funny. That's cute and everything. That's but a fourth quarter picture. That's, that's a not, fourth. Exactly. That's not a that's not a first half picture. No, like that's not quarter picture. That's a fourth quarter picture. Especially with the streaks we've been having here where people are coming back. Like, don't no, do that dude, until you know offense, you have it in the bag. The offense has been super inconsistent in the second half of games for a long time. Yes. And that is that's the scary thing, is it feels like our coaching staff is good enough to scheme us up to like get us a lead in the first half. And then like they get adjusted on and there's not much they can do post adjustment. And I, I also think with that, too, that when – I think the three of us would agree that at the very least, a large, if not, like, the most significant part of this offense is the reality of, like, how it's schemed together, how much of it is just, like – I don't want to say schemed bullshit, but we understand what I mean when I say that. It's like we don't yeah. run a real NFL offense compared to most NFL teams. But, like, we figure out a way to get there through just the mind of Andy Reid and whatever – but that margin, those things that you can just like get against bad teams, they shrink against good teams. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we've lost to the Bengals and the Bills, the two best teams we played this year. Like it's just yeah. didn't have the gas, didn't have the and I, I agree with you, Beans. We are capable of hitting that gear. That's why we could run with those teams for large portions of those games, but we don't hit that gear as long and as often as we did the previous seasons. I mean, the, the Bills and the Bengals are two the, the same game, basically. Yep. You have them where you want them. You can put their dicks in the dirt. The offense sputtered Peters out. Lose the game. Like that's yes. at, yep. at the death. That's pretty much what it is. I'm, I'm very bad about this. Rachel even hinted at this where, like, as football fans, we always talk about the bad, whatever. Like, this is still a great team. But the expectation for this yep. team, this franchise right now is Super Bowl. So, like, we're talking in terms of, like, how do we get there? What do we need to be aware of? What does this team need to work on? And that's, it's, that's it's just, not a team where you look at it and it's like, are they better than the Bills and the Bengals? And I would say, no, they lost them already. And then you ask, well, are they better than the Titans? And it's like, probably. probably. But that like, game, that I, game, like you don't know because they didn't. They that game was weird. But you don't know. It's like, are they are they better than? The Dolphins, and it's like, I don't know. Like, the Dolphins could probably beat them. Are they better than the Chargers? It's like they beat them twice, but both games were super close. So, like, but then you look at the 49ers, you look at the 49ers game, and we handled them pretty well, and they're a contender in the NFC. Like, there's, yeah, I mean, like, the the Chiefs are weird. Like, it's just the way it is. The 49ers also have a lot of the exact same stuff we're saying for the Chiefs, where like, I mean, the difference is they don't have Mahomes. They they have Jimmy G and a bunch of great players. We have Patrick Mahomes and a bunch of bullshit. Like that's just different. Ty- that that that, yeah. that game was also like the Christian McCaffrey's coming off like four days yeah. since getting traded too. Like I wonder what it would be like to play them now. You know what I mean? With a completely yeah. integrated Christian McCaffrey, is it going to be much different? I mean, games are weird. Obviously, it's going to be different. But I don't know, man. Like, it's just one of those things where it's – the AFC's tough. Like, 
I don't respect the Jets or really the I respect Bill Belichick. I don't respect the Patriots like roster. So like I'm not super concerned about those teams, but like if we're the two seed and have to play the Chargers, like that's gonna suck. And then if we like are the two seed and have to play the three seed of either the Ravens, uh, Bengals, or Titans, like that's gonna suck. And if we make it to the championship game against the Bills, that's gonna suck. Like, like we like can't take all, that many. We can't take that many gut blows. Like back yeah, to back. That's games. why that buy is important, dude. So that way you're only playing two hard. Every game in the AFC, unless the Jets or the Patriots fluke their way into the playoffs, is gonna be tough. There's no like Steelers like seven seed out there where it's like, wow, this team is in the playoffs. What? Right. Like, like it doesn't exist. They're all going to be tough games. All those teams are good. It's not like the NFC where there's like three good teams and then everyone's, everyone's like, well, the Vikings are like, okay. And the bucks have Tom Brady. And then you have the giants and the commanders. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Yep. And beans, I, I want to make sure I need to ask first, like, make sure that you're okay. Like personally, like, are you doing okay? Like, yeah, yeah. You, you said one of the like dumbest or ha- like had one of the dumbest takes that I've uh, seen earlier this week. And I just wanted to, which one um, beans is suffering from something that a lot of people refer to as take lock. So what happens is you have a bad take and then you double down on it. Like even worse. Every time you get confronted about it. Sydney. So what obviously what this was about was uh we're talking in our group chat and I point out the fact that like even though we didn't get James Bradbury or like the point that he's playing well, even though he's playing well, the point is that the process that we would have taken to get to the chance of having a James Bradbury contributing to our season or like helping us out and adding to this defense is what you're supposed to do regardless of him playing well or not. And Beans answered no, that has nothing to do with it. I don't want him. James Bradbury is no. like an okay. all-pro corner this I will entire ex- season, and our secondary has been depleted for the and entire yes, season. Our, our corners Beans have played still, well. Go ahead. I, they played fine. Again, you're, I, I'm sorry, like Beans, I don't want to be an asshole about this, but I'm trying to win another Super Bowl before I fucking die. And my James thing Bradbury is, helps that. My thing is, yes, James Bradbury is good this year. How much of that is scheme, though? Like, I personally believe if we, we don't know, James, we'll, we'll never know. Exactly. Because I believe personally, if we brought in James Bradbury, we you'd, wouldn't use him properly. We wouldn't take the extra time to scheme up our defense into the proper form. Because Spags, Spags is a stubborn mother bricker who's going to do it how he wants and it's going to be done that way with you know how he's going to do it i don't think it makes any difference he's james bradbury if he gets torched you know by jerry judy in this game because we didn't scheme him properly i'd be like that's a fucking waste of a roster space that's a fucking waste of cap space i would much rather have two we're not even using the cap space i know but that's what i mean i would rather have two rookies on their deal Saying, you know, you know, why the fuck did we waste a six round draft pick rather than saying, oh, why the fuck did we waste an eight million dollar cap hit on a player who's aging out? Like, in my opinion, 
I would I mean, rather take yeah, I would rather we, take we, the risk and reward on a younger player than somebody who's aging out and we're not going to use right. I you know? I disagree because I actually think James Bradbury is good. And I thought that No, I think he's good too, but I don't I, hold, I can't before. hold it past I think he's good too. I just can't hold it past us to use him correctly. I I just I, well sure and that's fine. And James Bradbury made a really good choice for him and we made honestly like you can't replicate game reps. So getting game reps for Joshua Williams is important. And Joshua Williams, for all intents and purposes, probably won us the Chargers game. So he's a good corner. Joshua Williams is a good corner. He is no, athletic. He's been, he is he's been super, a pleasant surprise, which he is, is super hilarious. athletic. But we have no help over the top with Juan Thornhill. I think our issues are not corners. It is safety help. We have. Such, I could buy that. We. That's what I mean. We wouldn't scheme it properly with James Bradbury because he'd be left on an island. But, like, you gotta, you gotta take time. it back to. Uh, you need to take it back to where this take originated, though. Like, Juan Thornhill, like, was coming two years off of his injury, and we just signed Justin Reed. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we're, like, not, we're like, not thinking about six, safety help when this take originates. Six Mark. months ago, I would have six months ago, I would have said this is, like, one of the better defenses, like, in the NFL. I would have said I would have. I'm pretty sure I told you you were an idiot for saying that six months yep. ago. And I, I was firmly, you know – and now I'm looking at, and I still don't believe we would scheme. I didn't think we had any talent. Like we had a bunch of nice players. Like Willie Gay is nice. And we have a bunch of nice. a- we have a bunch of athletes and a bunch of above is- average football playing athletes. That's what our exactly. linebacker is. That's what everyone on the defensive line, except for Karloftis and Jones, are. And I think I think and sometimes like- I think sometimes it's getting too cute, and it get, needs to get to the point where keep it simple, stupid. Just play your simple coverages. Let them play to their abilities, which we haven't, and it and it hurts to watch. Gavin, sorry, you've been holding your hand up for a long time. There's, there's a. I should have had a fucking notepad for what <laughs> just got thrown at me there. There was so many problems in process of what you just spewed out on these people, and I'm sorry that our viewers had to experience. You know what? That. I'm going to say this. My I turn. I am it's not alone. My turn. I am not alone. Okay. I am well, not, I know alone. Lot of not alone. Not alone. I am okay. not alone. So to your first point about us not using him right, we are the worst team in the NFL to act like Arsky or like we just care about talent and using talent in the right places and everything. We currently don't use talent right on our current roster because Act. all we care about is scheme. If we just maybe kept it simple and didn't just play our shitty players in just simple schemes, then, I mean, Beach, you're talking about putting shitty players in just simple coverages and figuring it out. Like... Like, our scheme is the reason why these shitty players are looking at least reasonably okay. What if you had good players? I don't even give a shit about them looking okay or being talented or not. But just, like, you're literally turning down talent because the fear that our coaching staff, who's already scheming certain players out, is going to scheme even better players out. Okay, if that works out, I would sit and say here, like, yeah, I that was a stupid take by me. But I'm saying if I would have watched this and said this is good – if James Bradbury is failing. I would have been so fucking pissed. I would have been but like, "This is a waste." Then, then you're wasting like what? What is he worth like right now? Eight million? Five? Nine you're not million, even using million? the cap space right now. Yeah, it's just empty. It's going. It's going to be it's, gone. At the we end only of have it. like three million in cap right now. We would be we, negative. We didn't at the time. I don't know who the. Fu- I, I, sure, I guess we don't trade for Kadarius Tony and his like sixteen yeah. snaps. 
Yeah, like <laughs> I got, I got nothing here. He couldn't fucking dispute it. He was trying so hard to rattle something to come up with in his noggin that could dispute. Means that we scheme together doesn't. everything on this team. And we have to do it because there's no talent on this roster. And it even forces us to keep talented players off because they don't do exactly what we want in the scheme. Like, why we can't keep it simple, stupid, because we don't have players that can just win. They can't do All that. Right. They have to be put in a position to do that. Gentlemen, this segment has gone on too long. You each get one last word on the Chiefs defense. And then we're, the we're not even going to preview we're not previewing Chiefs Texans because if they fuck, there's nothing to preview. The Texans fucking suck, and the Chiefs. Should we win. need to do at least score predictions. Well, we'll do score predictions. Beans, what's your last word on the Chiefs defense? I will one die word. on. I no, will die, no one, one word. word. It's only one word. Hill, 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 hill. They both did hill. All right. No, 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 no. My word is die because Beans will die on that hill. <laughs> All right. So Chiefs Texans are coming up this week. The Texans almost beat my NFC champion prediction, Cowboys. Um, but they decided to basically just tank on the goal line. That was like a super awkward thing that happened. Also, Jeff Driscoll was like tight end eligible on sleeper until like the beginning of this week. It finished as like a top 10 fantasy tight end. So <laughs> that was really funny to figure out this week. He is a uh, quarterback only on sleeper now, which is supremely unfortunate. <laughs> But, um, yeah, there's not really much to talk about here. Texans are bad. Chiefs are in a playoff race. Um, in theory, the Chiefs should run away with this one. Um, in my personal opinion, I think it's going to be like a Jags game where they're just kind of in control of the game the entire time, but it's way closer than it needs to be. Uh, give me, like, Chiefs 35, like, Houston 20. Chiefs going to pull away at the end. Houston's so bad. They almost beat the Cowboys. I I know. The, the thing is, is Houston is, like, really bad at stopping the run and actually has, like, Derek Stingley, who's really nice. And Jalen Petrie. Like, yeah, and Jalen Petrie. Like, they have good, like, pass defense stuff. The problem is, is, like, they can't stop the fucking run to save their life, and we don't Dude, want to run the if ball. If Pacheco doesn't get 100, Bill, I am going to be upset. You're going to be, be upset. Spaghetti. He's going to be upset. He's spaghetti. And then he's going to have to come back out here and talk about some bullshit again. Damien Pierce isn't playing, I don't think, either. It's going to be a combination of sexy Rexy Burkhead and Dara Abunga Wale, whose sister is more famous than him for hitting that shot for Notre Dame to win the Natty. The only difference between the Houston Texans and us is, like, four elite players and the smartest coach in the NFL. <laughs> All right, Gavin, do you got a score prediction for us? Um, I'm going to go Chiefs 40, Houston just like 17 because that's what it is on paper. Wow. That is a blitter. That's really not even much worse than mine. That's like – But it it is. But it really is. I I did the low, like low uh, 10-digit series of numbers and 40 and then high. It it looks a lot worse. It's literally eight points difference. It's minus three points for Houston plus five for Kansas City. It's literally – how are we getting to 40, by the way? Are we kicking, like, four field goals? Are we, like, missing some extra points? Are we going for two for funsies? Well, like, on the way to 40, there's going to be 
like plenty of opportunity for Harrison Buckner to miss some field goals, miss some PATs along the way. We'll probably go for two along the way because fuck it, why not? We're the Chiefs. And it'll yeah. be way too cute and we'll laugh and it'll be great. And then we'll miss a two-point conversion on something then, too cute in the future. Yeah, there, there's, there's room for bullshit. Not. All right. This game is going to be closer than what it needs to be. We're going to be, we're going to come out. We're going to think, yeah, this is the Texans. We're going to be lackadaisical and it's going to be a final score of 21 to 10. And I'm going to come on this podcast next week and think, why the fuck are we doing what we're doing? Actually, what you'll do is since we only held them, since we held them at 10 points, you'll probably be doing victory laps on how we didn't need James Bradbury. If we have like three picks this game, I'm going to come on here and I'm just going to. What if James Bradbury has three picks? I, I, no, I, yeah. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> okay, so it's time to get into the quick hitters. I forgot. We need to make these pretty quick. Sands the first one. I, I do want to spend some time on this one. Um, it, it really just tragic and sad news this week. I, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, but this show is dedicated to the late, great uh, coach Mike Leach. Uh, he passed away due to a uh, major heart attack down in Mississippi this last week. Everyone really everyone has been feeling the effects of this as Mike was one of those guys who was larger than just being a coach. He was a good guy. He was a great guy and he was a great coach too. And very funny. And I mean, it's just really sad. And we here at flyover, we wish his family and all of his friends and everyone the uh, best wishes from us. And, you know, I just, it's just tough. And in terms of Mike Leach and like, I, I really believe Mike Leach is one of those personalities. One of those people that embodied like what makes, what makes sports so freaking incredible to where like sports gives a really uh, unique and like a just variety of different personalities, people, whatever, an opportunity to get in front of a camera opportunity to, raise part of our youth in this country. I mean, like really. And a, I'm happy as hell that a person like Mike Leach could do that. And B I like, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention just the, like all of the, um, the greatness that we got when a camera was put in front of Mike Leach and the happiness, the, uh, the happiness that that brought pretty much the entire country. It's really one of those things that just like, um, one of the reasons that makes sports so great, it gives those people that platform and Mike Leach absolutely made the most out of every opportunity that he got. Yeah. yeah Mike man. Leach, Mike Leach is one of those like well-renowned coaches and it, it is extremely sad. You know, football was just a really sad day yesterday. And, you know, you, you, you really hope that the Leach family is doing all right. You know, he's really young for his age too. Yeah. 61 is like, you know, I used to think, like, even five years ago, like, oh, 61's pretty old. But, I mean, you look at – I look at my mom. I'm like, she's 56. And it's like – that's yeah. like five years, man. Like, 50, 50 – 61's not old. Like, I don't know when old becomes old, but, like, there's it a lot didn't of feel, it, 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 didn't, it didn't feel like Mike Leach was at that age. And it is – like I said, football just was in, in a really tough place yesterday. Yeah, it's just, it's just really sad. Um, I, I think th- there's two things I did want to share. I, I had never seen this clip until yesterday. I started watching some Mike Leach clips because 
you know, obviously. And one of the best ones is they put him in front of a uh, green screen doing the weather when he was at Texas Tech. And he was like talking about, you would love this one, Gavin, because he's pretty much just bullshitting about how, what the weathermen do or whatever. And he was like, yeah, normally what I do is, you know, you go outside for five seconds and you go like this. And he like puts his hands in the air over his head and it's like, ah, it's either wet or it's dry. <laughs> and so it was like, that's how I check the weather. And then he talked about how he enjoyed his favorite weather from like West Texas or from Lubbock or whatever was when it rained mud because there would be enough like sand and like dirt that gets shot up into the air. That when it rains, it like gets dirt in the rain. And so it would just rain mud. And it's like, oh my God. That's terrible. Only Mike. I think the other thing too is, I thought this was, I watched the ESPN tribute video to him too. And I thought this was super fitting because um, the last line is from an interview from like years ago. And I think it's, I think it's Wojciechowski asked him and it's like, what do you think they'll write in Mike Leach's obituary? And his response was literally just like, what do I care? I'll be fucking dead. <laughs> yep. And I think that like, if no quote to me really more encapsulates Mike Leach than that of just like, he, he was his own dude, man. Yep. He was his own dude. He was, Funny as hell, and we're going to miss him a ton. If you got a beer on you, cheers to Mike Leach. Those, those are the characters, the people, the personalities that um, it's part of what makes sports so great. At the same time, it's just really sucks uh, and sucks for the sports when you see a person like that go. Mm-hmm. Yep. To Mike Leach, the pirate, a legend. This drinks on us. The pirate. I don't so know. It's really hard to move off of something like yeah. that. So I guess we'll go from sad story to like kind of sad story. Croatia and Morocco both got eliminated. We didn't get either of the fun teams in the World Cup final this year. And we're stuck with Argentina and France in the World Cup final, which is going to be really fun. Messi versus Mbappe. Yes, Gavin. I think it's crazy that these teams with a lot of talent on them made the world cup final um no i don't think it's crazy at all i think it's you don't actually think they just like scheme up everything like for their <laughs> players and all that <laughs> i was impressed by croatia to make it back that far to be completely honest um croatia has a lot of talent like people yes, don't give do. them any credit for that yes no um the uh in all in all reality two teams that Argentina's been due for a World Cup final or better World Cup run than they've had the last couple World Cups regardless. So I'm happy for them and for their country to finally get one before, in all reality, Messi's probably aged out by the next one. So yeah, I'm happy for the player. I'm happy for the country to at least get the opportunity. Obviously, I'm hoping that they – I know that they're hoping they come away with a victory. Um, the other they side of this – dude, the Pope's from Argentina. Uh, no country yeah, so has ever problem. won the World Cup when yeah, the Pope – is their nationality. Yeah. They will own on the other side here. You get the team that won the previous world cup. And have we ever got, I don't think we've ever had a team win two world cups in a row. That hasn't happened. No, we have Brazil did it like in the nineties or something. All right. All right. So you got, got me on that, but regardless, you have a team that was won the world cup, the last world cup 
And the uh, what's funny about that too is you see their core, their young core that wins that World Cup. You're thinking, holy cow, this is going to be a really good team in the next World Cup. Well, here they are. They're still a really good team. Yeah, they're still good. Those they're like Belgium, players, but if they could actually win anything. Right. Those young players that were uh, really, really good or young players that were like really promising and really good now have all like developed and have hit their prime. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a kind of a cool thing to see, honestly, a team full of really talented players that were really, really good when they were young, all like developed reasonably close to their potential and kind of all be coming together. It's a, uh, I'm happy for France. It's good to like actually see that. I'm happy for both teams in here. It should be a good game. Yeah. I, I think if you weren't getting Croatia versus Morocco just for a sickos final, like this is this is class. Like it's gonna be mm-hmm. an awesome game. The only other game though, if we got like Morocco versus Argentina, that would have pissed me off. I could have stood like Croatia versus France because it's a rematch, and like I'm a sucker for rematches, even though Croatia probably would have gotten their doors blown off. But I don't know, man. It should be a really good game. Um, I'm taking France. I think France is like very obviously the best team. And I didn't take them over Brazil. I thought Brazil, you know, was going to win this tournament. But I think I had France in the final. But I'll take France. Who do you guys got? So I'm going to take a very personal pick here because Messi was like one of the first players that, you know, like makes me just not not necessarily even fall in love with soccer, but just like, oh, shit, like this sport's really cool. Like the stuff that he could do is, in my opinion, different than any other player in the sport in terms of like consistency, all of that put together, baked into what is Lionel Messi, um, the national brand, the international brand that is Lionel Messi. And for the player, for a dude that was loyal to his club for so freaking long until they obviously had so many financial issues and everything that he just wanted out, understand that. But I love the fact that he's loyal there for so long. I want the dude to succeed. I um, He's the type of person, player, all that, that's like you want to see finally come through. Now he's here, aging out, has been a major, major, major part of them making it this far. I want Argentina to win. I'm going to pick Argentina 2-1 with a goal and assist coming from Messi himself. Oh, baby. Beans, you got to break the tie. Who wins, France or Argentina? France. Yeah! That means Argentina's going to win. I have no I, – I, I don't. He I, doesn't know. I wanted Croatia. Like, that was the only one I wanted. I wanted Croatia, time. too. I, I genuinely – if I wasn't going to get the sicko with uh, fucking Morocco, I really did want to see Croatia try and beat France one more time because I would have really liked to have seen Luka Modric get his hands on that World Cup. But That was a great World Cup final last – I mean, in 20 it, it was fun. It was like 4-1, though, or 4-2, yeah. I think. It was fun because of all the goals, but – Yeah, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see if we get a good one. Okay, you put it in the show sheet, you bastards. I didn't want to talk about it. I don't like talking about this. Um. You guys aren't going to let me off the hook by not talking about uh, Brittany Griner coming back. Brittany Griner was part of a prisoner exchange, brought her back to America. Um, obviously, the prisoner that we sent back is an international arms dealer, and a lot of people are very upset about that. And honestly, rightfully so, I completely understand. So you two are the ones who want to talk about that. So you two are the ones who need to talk about it, and then I can give you my opinion afterwards. If I, you want. I imagine, 
imagine our old head president, you know, sitting in the <laughs> Oval Office. Not a whole lot going on in the world. He's got nothing. He has his. He has his draft. He has his draft and trade. No, that's that, so. That's where I'm going because okay. he's, he's basically the scene in Moneyball. You know, where he's sitting there, like the trade deadline day comes up, and he's just thinking, like, God, you know, I I really want this one. Like, we got to pull off this thing. He's got Russia on the other line. That's just like coming in here hassling us, trying to get this, you know, random merchant of death dude, like somebody we just need off our roster because clearly we don't want to keep him from just, you know, walking the streets freely. But so we're thinking, like, what is something that the world can't live without? Like something that just like drives ratings, something that just if we we as a country like physically could not function. Like I don't care about this terrorist we have held up here. Like that's not a big deal. Terrorism, like whatever. But the WNBA. Hang on, like, just hear me out because there's one thing that the United States loves. Like, it is female basketball. Like, just ratings through the roofs. They always get the best announcers, best referees, just like everything. And so you think, like, okay, when you put it in that perspective, like, it really is truly a um, a reflection that he has an understanding of what the United States wants and needs. That like he would give us a WNBA player for us to watch and tune into so that we could watch high quality basketball and we could give Russia back their terrorists to help them win a war against a country we're helping. Right. Like, <laughs> and, and, and a WNBA team will now go to the finals. Right. Well that too. So obviously he's the fan. Like we, we, we can't let that part just, not i don't even know how she ended up getting captured too so we also got not only not only did we get rid of a like get rid of a terrorist but like we had a terrorist exchange of two ter- like two people uh, uh, that a terrorist to get caught. a terrorist on u.s soil let's not hide that fair that's fair too but like britney griner had to get caught too like she's a supreme athlete i'm told so how the how and the i'm sure she what she, i'm sure what she did in like russia was like severely bad like really horrible and like Un, unimaginable on what probably she peed done. outside you Honestly. think uh, it, it could have been really bad and yeah, unimaginable. I mean, it, it, it was when she was going through customs she had some weed in her bag oh that that's was, yeah that's so horrible oh so and, okay okay clear and, clear locked them up for life and so like clearly like one per there was a clear one-sided trade i tried putting this in keep trade cut yeah um, madden it would it. it wouldn't allow me to uh make the transaction i don't know why well, um well, no, what's crazy, though, is every trade calculator I put into it actually had the United States, like, really just, like, kicking the shit out of Russia, which I didn't believe, but apparently, like, he's he knows what he's doing. You know, you know the back-to-back World War champs that we were before are really shaking in their boots for this one. It's, yeah, this is, of course. Yeah. yeah, we clearly have an understanding of what's going on in the world. George Washington would be real proud right now. <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's Googling with WNBA and discovering what the internet is. Yeah, I wanted to be sarcastic about that because it's so it's kind of hard to wrap your head around honestly that it happened, but uh, you know, and I, I will never we'll never understand like the room, the draft room, the war room. We'll never understand like what was going on in there. So like I we don't know what, you know, why we couldn't have done what we could have done. We could have supposedly we, we could have we saved We don't have the, the birthday party numbers from the terrorist or Britney Griner's birthdays. So like who are we to make that call, right? Exactly. So like it's it's hard to say and yeah in the end like it is what it is we are here now we have to go with what happened god bless whatever happens in the future i hope everything's fine yep
Tim? Tim's like, wow, I don't know how to respond after that. No, I think it's just very shitty because I think the every point of this has been very shitty on every sort of everything. There hasn't been a good Brit- turn of this. Brittany Griner gets detained for having a small amount. I don't even know if it was pot. It might have been resin or something, but she she has a prescription because of whatever. She has a prescription for it. And she gets arrested in it. Or arrested in Russia for it, right? Going in the, the shitty part is she's I'm pretty sure she's going to her team in Russia because you know WNBA players usually go to Europe in the off season to play for the second team because, you know, WNBA contracts are smaller than other professional leagues. And we, there there's different dynamics of that. I'm not saying that they should get paid more or anything. There's a whole different discussion on that, but that's why she's there. She's there for that reason. And it's shitty that she gets detained for that. And it's really shitty that she has to go to trial for it. Several, like, a month or two after she gets detained for it. Even though there's stories, like, pre-pandemic about people who get arrested for the same thing, and they just get extradited, and they go home, and, like, that's it. Instead, she gets a nine-year prison sentence because Russia's fighting a war and the U.S. has sanctions on them. And... There you go. You're nine years in Russian federal prison where, I mean, you're an American, you're a you're a lesbian, and you're black, and you're an easy target because you're tall as fuck. So, I mean, I don't know what the survival rate of, and I'm, of that combination of people is in prison, but I'm sure that's very scary. I'm sure that's very emotional. I'm sure, you know, all sorts of everything. And so I feel very bad for Brittany Griner, and I feel very bad that she's going to have to be known as the person who got traded for an international arms dealer. Now, granted, that's probably the only way she got to come home was to get traded for an international arms dealer. So I don't... I'm very happy she's home. I'm not very happy that we traded an international arms dealer. For her, because, I mean, I don't want an international arms dealer, you know, out in the world everywhere, but that's just the world we live in. There's no good answer, and it's, I think it's very sad that Brittany Griner will probably have to live the rest of her life with trauma from what she's gone through, and probably having half of the country fucking hate her, and... I, I don't think her. they'll hate. I don't think they'll hate her. I think they'll I know. I, mm, I there, so there's a lot of people, and I know online. I know Twitter's not like the real world. I get that, but if you go in any fucking thread about it, it's like, well, you shouldn't have broken the laws in Russia. Like, we're trading. You know, like she doesn't even love the country. We're trading an arms dealer for like all this stuff. Like people hate her beans. Like, I don't know if it's half the country, but it's, there's a percentage of the country that hates her, and it only takes one person 
to like, you know, do some shit that could really affect her and her loved ones and like her family. And I like, get that's that. what I'm getting at. And that yeah. that's what I, that's what scares me. That's what makes me feel bad about all this. Like, look, we can if we put it in a vacuum, I'm again, like I said, I'm not happy with the trade. I don't love that it happened. I'm okay with the end results though of like her being home. But like Yeah, sure. And I think I think it's very important to point out there that uh Beans and I I don't Brittany Griner absolutely nothing wrong she's absolutely just like the pawn and whatever bullshit happened here yeah she's a political pawn and it fucking sucks yes and that's the the reality is every single thing that me and beans just said is a direct shot at what our um i don't even know what the word is our government our government our government decided to do leaders our our leadership yes that's that's uh there's no way that you can wrap your head around that being a rational and smart decision there are other ways. There is whatever. Exchange, there's there's, yeah, oil, no, yeah, there's, there's just there's just something else that you can do. And if I, well, I don't, I don't even want to put that on on air. But just like regardless, um, that it's a hundred percent a shot at that. And in no way, at Brittany Griner happy that no, she's I, home. I I get that. I just did. I live in Independence, Kansas. Like I've had to have That's this conversation. Too. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I. I, I know there's people who are mad that she's back because of ha- how it happened. And, like, they don't like her. And, like, they're vocal about not liking her. And, like, that that's really more of what my rant is about. It's, it's, more, it's more that. Like, I don't think... I genuinely don't think if you asked, asked anyone to remove all emotion and, like look at it objectively that they'll say it's like that's even close to even like the fact that we didn't get Waylon out of there or however you pronounce the last name fucking yeah. shitty i feel awful for him and the, the, the I, fact that he has to be there longer and yeah no i feel awful for him like that's awful and like, I, I genuinely I will, we will so like him. to be like a to give backstory there is a marine there now not to be a political person or anything, but like there is a Marine stuck in prison there. Supposedly that was just not a part of the exchange at all. And we're not trying to be a political podcast here. It's yeah. just a sports story and it was relevant. And, and it was, I mean, he, his name got chucked in there because at one point they were trying to do one for two. Yes. Two for one. And it obviously didn't happen. Um, yep. We have probably completely turned our viewership off after that. Um, I'm sure that they were just riveted by everything we had to say about a WNBA player and a terrorist. That's probably the most WNBA talk we will have for a hot while. I don't know what you guys are talking about. That's the reason we traded for So, All right. Um, This show is really long in the tooth right now. It is. Um, Dylan Edwards went to Colorado. Dude flaky. Baseball contracts are massive. There we go. Those are the two quick hitters we have left. Um, look at Aaron Judge. Look at Carlos Correa's contracts. Go go cry in the corner because you'll never see that amount of money in your life. Nope. And then uh, over under two and a half transfers in Dylan Edwards' uh, football career. 
Over. Smash over, baby. Over. I'll, I'll take the under because I think wow. Prime will be at Colorado for two seasons. I, wow. I think, like, statistically and, like, on average, most players would do that. But we're not talking about just any player here. We're talking about the best running back since Barry Sanders himself, Dylan Edwards. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's going to be gone a couple times. Dylan Edwards will make a pit stop at KU. I'm, like, almost for certain. <laughs> no, say, like, yeah. I'm being dead serious. I almost think that, like, Dion will go like I feel like Dion is gonna be at Colorado for two years, leave, and then like Dylan Edwards just isn't gonna get a fucking go because he's gonna be at like fucking Florida State or some shit like that. And Dylan Edwards is not gonna be good enough to go. Yeah. Or I'm wrong. Maybe Dylan Edwards is the fucking truth. Maybe he's better than Deuce Vaughn. Who knows? Okay, Bean, it's time for your thought provoking moment of the week. We haven't done All this. Right. It's been a minute since we've done one last week. I don't think we've done the last two because I wasn't on here like oh before. yeah, that is right. Yeah, let's go. Hit hit me with your best shot, Beans. I'm I'm All ready right. to think. So why is it okay to walk on a treadmill for an hour, but walking around a table for an hour is deemed as a psychopathic like psycho like you're just an idiot? Social norms. Yeah, probably just social norms. Um, I don't know. I mean, the treadmill would give you better exercise because it's a constant speed. It's Walking around to walk around a table for an hour and watch a TV. Also, also, like I feel like depending, I feel TV like you might injure your like hip if you're walking around the table because like you're just like the centripetal force, and so you're yeah. probably like leaning hey, inwards from a. From a guy that ran on 200 meters and 160 meter indoor tracks, and those are hard to turn on. Like, I understand you're walking, but like my tiny ass rinky dink kitchen table over there and thinking about walking and tur- like bending my hip like that for an hour, I don't even think I'd be able to do it. I just think my hip would get so uncomfortable. I'd just stop. What if you have like a square table and then like, I have a square table? Yeah. So, what if you hit one of the points, dude? That's going to hurt like fuck. That too. Well, that's why you take it a little bit longer. Well, then, yeah, like, you cut corners, you're only cheating yourself. That's a good point. That would keep you from cutting corners. I don't know. I thought yeah. I was just looking at my table and was like, you know, I could walk around that for an hour or I could go walk on a treadmill for an hour. Like, what's the difference? I think you I should go out walk you to the test this. Go out in your yard and walk around the biggest tree in your yard for an hour. You would look even more crazier because you're outside in public. Dude, yeah, but like kids get to run around the fucking tree for like five minutes and they're not yeah. persecuted. Like Make that sure when you're doing it, you like talk like kind of quietly and like move your I don't want James. I don't want James Bradbury. I don't want James Bradbury. I don't want James Bradbury. Gavin is an idiot. I know he is. <laughs> it's Spagnola's fault. It's Spagnola's fault. <laughs> we wouldn't even use him right. We wouldn't use him right. We wouldn't use him right. <laughs> I can't imagine. Now, yeah, I can't imagine what Lauren hears when you're laying in bed talking about James Bradbury, how he's Fucking just, we would never James use Bradbury. it. Right. No, I don't talk about that. I just talk about, I just rant about the position that we're in right now. <laughs> All right. Um, special segment from Sam. Gavin, I do not remember exactly what the teams for our league are. I know the names. I don't know the order. And I think, I know all the first team. <clears throat> I don't know if I have the third and the second team right for every position. So this is this is live on air. Um, you've been sitting here for probably two hours, 
And now I'm going to bore you with a fantasy football league that you probably are not in. Uh, because I want to surprise Gavin and get Gavin's like live reactions and beans is too. So I'm going to keep this really brief, really short, keep it to five, right? Basically the process of this is the way that we select put like players of the year for fantasy in our league is the first 14 games. So it's regular season awards, right? We don't, we don't, so we don't count this postseason, right? So it's first 14 weeks. And a player's score is determined by the average points they score minus the standard deviation of their points times the amount of – divided by 13 because the max games you can play in a regular season is 13 times the amount of games that you play. So you're incentivized to, to play more games. And so, like, for instance, if, like, Josh Jacobs is benched and he has a 20-point game, it doesn't count. Like, there's just no stat for that week for Josh Jacobs because he didn't contribute to anything. And so that makes the stats a little bit unique. Do you have any questions? Really, about it's that, truth. Dude? It's truthfully like one of the best. Um, how did this player help your team, your team specifically during the season's stats out there? In my opinion. Yes, I, I enjoy it. I made it during work because I was super bored. And I was still new to the job so I could get away with it. But now I can't. <laughs> I'm swamped at work now. It's a pain in the ass. Okay, so quarterbacks, we're going to list off third to first, okay? I don't have point totals or anything like that. Third team, Josh Allen. Second team, Patrick Mahomes. First team, Jalen Hurts. First team, Jalen Hurts. Well, Sam, what team is that a part of? Gavin's team. No, 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 no. It's not Gavin's team. We are a fucking Broken butthole. Thank you. We are. He's a part of broken butthole. We are feared throughout the industry. We are one of the greatest dynasties in the history of Make Fantasy Great Again League. I it was is, going to make like a slideshow for this, and then like I went and took a nap instead when I got home from work. We should give uh, Colby his shout-outs because Josh Allen was the quarterback of the third-place team for Colby. So, so uh, Josh Allen is back-to-back, um, back-to-back uh, third team. All league. Jalen Hurts also broke. Yeah, he was 13 last year. Why? Because he had that game against the Patriots, I think, is pretty much what and happened. the Jags game. He wasn't. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, he had, he had some bad games in there. I don't remember who was first last year. No, Matt Stafford was first last year, and Tom Brady was barely second. That's, okay, that's they're just much more consistent. And Yeah. Okay, so running backs. Third team, I think think is Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's a bit of a surprise. Yeah. But but a lot of players didn't play a lot of games. All that stuff. He's been consistent. Second team, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry. Um, Nick Chubb actually was leading the running backs the entire year until last week, which sucks. Yeah. And first team, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Actually, Saquon Barkley changed real NFL teams, but not necessarily fantasy teams. So he remains uh, scoring the whole season for not Nick. Nick? Saquon Barkley? Yeah. No, no, no. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he's on Fox's team. Fox had four four fourth-round picks this year and finished in, like, eighth. Yes, it was awesome. Very but, fun. yeah, Saquon's been nails for me. Started pretty much the entire season except this last week. 
super consistent, only had one bad game, kind of like depressed with how he's tailing off. But regardless, he's one of the reasons we're here. Hell of a second round pick. Thank you, Saquon. All right. Uh, wide receivers, third team. I think this is right. I think I know, I'm pretty sure I have all the names right. Maybe. The only one I'm not confident about is Jamar Chase, but I think he made it in. I, I think I have the right nine names. I forgot to get it at work today. Uh, Jamar Chase, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk is a surprise, but I do remember him being on the third team. So that's third team. Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel for second team. And then first team is Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson. First teams make sense. I Who was the uh, the first one you said in the first team? Uh, Jamar Chase, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk. Tyler? No, oh, first team. Oh, on the first team, Tyreek Hill, Diggs, and Justin Jefferson. Okay, yeah. That's the big the... shock is A.J. Brown not being on a team, but A.J. Brown's had, like, some really bad games. So Yeah, they, really there's a lot of weapons engagement. there in Philly. Yeah, um, the top, I think that top three is pretty much just fucking nailed there. Um, yeah. Then you just kind of – wide receiver is kind of weird after that. Um, Cooper Cup was, like, locked in for, like, first team, and then he got hurt. And he was yeah. first team for a long time. And then, like, he just got overtaken because he only played, like, nine games. Yeah. And then uh, tight end, Pat Frymuth third, Dallas Goddard second, and Travis Kelsey first. Dallas Goddard second. Good for him. Yep. Also missed games, but it doesn't matter because tight end. Yeah, because tight end stinks. Like, uh, if, you did, if you score a two as a tight end, you literally are, like, one of the best tight end seasons of all time. Didn't you, uh, there was like a stat you'd had on Travis Kelsey's like first five years in the league or something like that with Travis. So here's perspective. So Dallas Goddard, who missed nine games, by the way. So if you had like a really good nine game stretch, your score would just be artificially higher. He had like a two, Travis Kelsey had like a six. Yeah. And like for perspective, like, I, I don't, I, I can just say here. So I keep a score for, like, the percentile. So I have, like, the average score of, like, all of the scores that get given out. And then everyone gets a percentile score based on that. And Travis Kelsey's, like, in the 800th percentile. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, it's dumb. And, like, the best wide receiver is, like, usually in, like, the 400th percentile. So he's, like, double as valuable positionally than, like, the best wide out. All right. Your four milks take Jeez. milk times four. That's your phone. Well, we better get to fucking hot takes then mainly because he just doesn't want me to get the victory show. lap anymore. So it's fine beans. This is going to be like a two and a half hour show. My dudes. It's two hours right now. Yeah. We might need to break this up into two parts. Yeah. It'll be a one parter. One parter. With and without game. Rachel. That That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Good part, shitty part. Good part, bad part. Um, well, shit, we better move on to hot takes and get the fuck out of here then. All right, I'll go through mine real quick. Okay, so uh, hot take. Um, restaurant managers need to figure out their stuff because when Lauren – so Lauren graduated on Saturday from mm. nursing school. We went out to eat at Longhorn Steakhouse like a normal Midwestern family does after graduating. Yeah. Yep. And so we went to Longhorn Steakhouse. There's 10 of us. We called ahead, said, hey, there's 10 of us. Okay, that's fine. There's a table of 10 uh, already here. We'll seat you down afterwards. It should be about 25, 30 minutes. Understandable, that's fine. Two hours. So we're sitting there. An hour goes by. 
and they're seating all of these smaller families, sitting them at smaller tables. And I'm like, why don't you hold off on these smaller families for a little bit and just butt together two smaller tables and make one giant table? Crazy. Like, I don't know how they didn't understand it. So we're sitting here for an hour and like five smaller families just keep walking in. We're just sitting here like a bunch of assholes taking up all these seats while this one family, like God bless them, they're just a family sitting there enjoying their time at the big table, just eating for about 45 minutes to an hour. We finally left. Like we were just like, screw this. <laughs> like we're not going to get seated. You know, so, know what I don't understand about restaurants like that too? Like what, aside from just the startup cost, which like if you just, there's nothing there, build a restaurant. Your startup costs are big anyway, so I don't want to hear it. Like just build a bigger spot. Like, there's so many restaurants that you see where they just try to fit the smallest fucking restaurant they can onto the smallest lot and then make it work. And I understand a lot of these are startups, like, whatever. But, like, once the building's there, like, you're, the difference in electricity, whatever that you're paying for, just not worth it. Just have the ability to seat more people. You can plot more asses in seats and get more money. Like, it's just logic. Just I, I've and, never and understood was- that about restaurants. All these families that they're sitting down in front of us, you're going to get a bigger tip from a family of 10 than you are a family of two. So yeah. I, I will say this. So as a restaurant, your goal would pretty much be to churn out as many customers as possible, if that makes sense. Because you you want, so like, for instance, if there's like some small tables that you can but. And, and you have a big group or your group's like 10. So it's not like a crazy big group or anything. So this isn't the best example, but like if you can churn out like 12 people's worth in the same time that you would churn your 10 people's worth. So like if you need to combine three tables to get 10 people, but you could churn out two families of two or whatever in the same amount of time that you would churn out like the 10 person one then like it would be better business to churn out 12 people, right? In theory, because you serve 12 entrees and that's like where you would make your money. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I, like they, they don't care about, the, the restaurant itself doesn't really care about the tip. That's just how, that's just what I'm thinking. Um, I think it's really shitty that like you got bamboo. And I was just like, you know, I just plop a table because we're sitting in like Longhorns and they have like just a circular sitting area. And I'm like, just no, plop like, a table right here and bring us a menu. We'll sit right here and eat. That's fine. You should have requested the bathroom. That would have been really funny. Uh, I mean, we used the bathroom probably three times the whole time we were there. We ended up going oh, to eat. A, I think we ended up going to eat at Red Robin. Ah, uh, boo! Should have went to Hoo Hot, baby, baby. Love me some yeah. Hoo Hot. Well, it is what it is. That that's my hot take. Well, tell Lauren, congratulations for um for a graduate waiting. The hardest degree, I think Guinness Book of World Records hardest degree to complete. God, really? What was it? I can't remember. Nursing. Oh, nice. So, turd. Gavin, what you got? I, I got a great one to, to end off. So, uh, mine, and I realized this, my house is a construction site, so uh, there's no door on my bathroom right now. And I was opened up. No, to, stop. I, was op- I know exactly I was opened up to a new world because I live alone. Like, I'm here with my dog. Like, uh, we just do these things here. But when there's no door on the bathroom like you really get to a more open mindset you know there's more things in life you're willing to accept there's just you're you're no longer just closed in on this tight little room that you take a shit in you're like realize that 
you don't have to have a door when you take a shit. And I'm a very experienced outside shitter and in public shitter. Like, it happens. But that is just, like, a step towards, I don't know, it almost feels a little dangerous when you're shitting on the toilet with the door open, you know? Like, you're, like, almost listening to see if someone's going to come around the corner, like, just kind of makes taking a shit more exciting. Not that it needs to be more exciting, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it just adds a little spice to it almost. What do you guys think about that? I think. I mean, what am I going to do if somebody walks around the corner? Okay, 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 okay. I live alone, too. I use the restroom with the door open. I just remember in the group chat, you said that there shouldn't be doors for, like, your restroom if you live alone. If you live alone. That's a terrible take because if people come over, I want to be able to shut the door. No, I'm a, I'm like I'm I'm all in this like tinfoil hat guy like thing like you know walking around in my own house. People come into my world and it's just like no, like I don't have a door on the bathroom. Like get over it. You're gonna have to shit. I'm not coming like, around the again. Corner. Like I don't. No, I don't want James. No, I don't want James Bradbury on my defense. So yeah, like figure out a way again, to scheme I up your shit in the toilet that doesn't let me see shit. you. Okay. Yeah. Figure out I mean, a way to scheme yourself open so that you can shit and I don't catch you, okay? Like, just figure I mean, it I out. Live with, I live with Lauren and I don't shut my door. Okay, that's different. Like, I'm talking no door. Like, there's no there's no shot. No, like, yeah. He's nothing. talking about no door in general, which well, is I'm terrible. Because I want the option to be able to close my fucking door. Like, I mean, if, I guess they just won't use your bathroom If then. my mom comes over to, like, visit me, I just send out a smoke want, signal and say, "Hey, I'm going to the bathroom. Don't come over here." I don't want. I don't want to have to do that. I just want to be like able. I said, to... We're all in, folks. Okay. <laughs> I just want to be able to tell to go to the restroom, close my fucking door. Doors no. don't even need to lock for the bathroom when you know you got. Gavin's brought Gavin's brought a car hood onto the show, a bathroom door. What is hey, that? I can lock this door just fine, Sam. Like, I can lock it. Can I talk about MILF Mansion or Manor now? Yeah, hang on. I gotta... Yeah. Don't put your door back. It's not going back. It's going back in the bedroom where it was, okay? You should make, I... that, into a, you should make that into a kitchen table. That way I can walk circles around it? Yeah. I adore this podcast. Oh, goddammit. Well, I'm gonna wait for my hot take till Gavin gets back. Um... We're at five. Curry, we'll get so. an MRI tomorrow. Hi, Gavin. What's up? Where, where are we at percentage wise? Five percent. I'll keep it short. I'm on Twitter today. This isn't a hot take. This is just a PSA. I'm on Twitter today. I'm scrolling through in my recommendations or in my trends. Again, don't know what it says about me, but I see MILF Island trending. I've and seen I'm that marked. a couple times too. I yeah, not so Gav, yeah, see, you just you, you just don't know. You're 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 He's in a married. relationship with beans. Gavin and I are single. That's what it is. But I see MILF Island trending, and at work, I'm like, nah, I won't click on MILF Island at work. I get home, and I'm like, MILF Island pops back up. I'm like, all right, fine. I gotta know what MILF Island is. Takes me to a TLC tweet. <laughs> Of a of a video, it's a new TV show called Milf Manor, and they take eight hot moms, put them on a mansion with eight sexy men half their age. But there's a twist. 
And at the end, they show the reveal of when the MILFs get to meet the men that, again, are half their age. I don't know if you're seeing where this is going, but they open up the curtain. The MILF's jaws hit the floor, and they go like, this just got real, or whatever. So I want you to take a guess on what the twist is, and I think the internet figured it out. It's their sons. Yes, that's oh, what I'm pretty no. sure it is. It's eight MILFs and their eight sexy sons who are probably like in their fucking 20s and 30s, and they're going to put them all on one island and have them bone each other, except for the mom. Obviously, their sons up. Like, that would be really fucked up. That is insane. That if that is what happens, I'm telling you right now. I hate shows like The Bachelor. I think that shit is fucking stupid. I'm keeping up with the show. I'm updating you weekly if that's what's happening because that is cinema. If you don't do that, you are a disappointment to TV. And I I need to find a way to keep up with it on TLC and watch it. I want to watch it. If that's what's going on, I'm in. Like, all we should in. like we should like Skype in and like watch it like together, dude. I'm oh, live stream. I'm telling you, could you imagine if you're on an island surrounded by fucking milfs, except one's your fucking mom, and like you but, don't, like, all the oh other dudes that you're hanging out with, that's their moms. You're trying to fuck their moms. Like that's just drama. Dude, it's just an island full of Eskimo bros. Dude, yeah. that's drama. Oh my gosh, drama that to is the so max. crazy. If you that, got the dude, right group of guys together, it's not drama. Like, you're just no, high-fiving each other, dr- man. Dude, <laughs> imagine the milk fights. The cat fights of, like, you let my son have sex with you. How dare you? He's, he's so innocent. That's not what he does. Dude, he's gonna... Some milk, some mom is gonna drop some nasty... Like, she's gonna be a fucking rival to a different mom. She's gonna drop some nasty shit about what her son did that night. Oh, this is gonna be good. I gotta watch this. If that's the twist, I'm in. I don't. If it's care. not, if it's not, I'm gonna quit day one. Oh, dude. If it's if that's not the twist, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, it's like, worthless at that point. It's like, oh yeah, like Milf Island. Like, haha, that's like kind of funny. But if it's their sons, first of all, how do you find like eight hot moms with like? eight with like a hot sun each like that's fucking weird oh they definitely searched for this oh i know they searched for it yeah dude i'm all in like i'm gonna keep up with it um wow hopefully okay beans is at a complete milk percentage we need to very much end this who's got a last word Uh, it was fun having rachel it was fun having rachel on we need to have her on more often yeah we really do yeah, and I think, or at least like another sports, like you know, like we need, we need to be consistent. Yeah, we, we definitely know a lot of people who are connected in the sports world. Maybe also, she'll hook us up. Well, also, just like if you're still listening at this point, I can't imagine that you are. But um, <laughs> like, like send us questions. Like we'll answer questions. We'll uh, yes, get please. your. You can't be more retarded than what Beans has spewed out on this podcast. So like, don't be afraid. This is obviously a judgment-free zone where I won't call you an idiot. So. You, for, you unless have, your name is Beans. You have our numbers. You have our Twitter information. Uh, we don't have Facebook, so if you're over, like, 50, you probably don't know how to do that. Um, but, no, for real. Send us questions. We love free content. We love to a- answer questions. Um, my last word is MILF. And with that, 
that's the end of the show. Beans' phone is about to die. And uh, please follow us on Twitter at underscore underscore F3S, underscore underscore F3S, all capitals. Buy merch. Beans is ready to stop this recording as soon as I start talking. Stop talking. Fuck Bosco, boys. God bless. See you all later.